Hold on. Let's not waste no time, man. James Fonda said that she regrets sleep, not sleeping with uh, Marvin Gaye. Who do y'all regret not sleeping with? Let's start, oh, okay. Let's, let's start it off with that. This is what we're having. This is what's happening. Uh, uh, regret? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, like, okay, okay. When, when, you, when you when you ask regret, do you man, mean stop? Stop acting like you're answer this question. If you answer this question, you are not. Do you do you mean um? Do you mean it was it was proposition to you and you could have done it or you wish you had the opportunity to do it yeah james fonda said that marvin gay was offering uh offering it up and she she ain't beat uh but she wished she would have but she was married okay the time. okay so they would have had to offer it up and I, I said no yeah oh uh don't answer if you're not gonna get no names i gotta give names i mean i what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just random uh, hitchhiker. Honestly, I don't. I don't know if I regret. regret I, yeah, I can. Uh, uh. Man, you're not answer this. <laughs> that's, that's not what the I'm shenanigans t- right here. I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to answer. Hey, but uh, I'm chill. Pod content. Pod content. <laughs> man, what's what's good, Chelman? And this is Love Island. I'm locked in, bro. I've been locked, bro. That's an amazing show, bro. I'm I don't care if it's 44 in. episodes. I'm watching out 44. I'm, okay, so is it just like an always on thing? Like, does it just never go off? Yeah, I think that um that it's like a weekly show or something like or biweekly or some show in London, and it's a live thing. So people like the people that come on there, they're watching it just like the people. You know, like the audience is watching. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I peeped that. I peeped that um, part. So I don't know if it's like just like four months or something like that. Because I think it's like really like biweekly or like triweekly or something like that. Um, and that's how they're able to do it, like so many episodes. Uh, but yeah, that's it, bro. Uh, yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch podcast, mates. It is your chap Moose Mancino. Um, I'm talking in nothing but UK slang for the rest for the rest of my life, man. I'm, I'm looking for a proper uh, a proper what do you call a woman in in the UK, man? Bird. A proper, proper bird, yeah. man. I'm looking for a proper bird, man, uh, to get cheeky with. So, uh, salute all my birds out there. Um, and we got C's in the building. No, I appreciate it, bro. Nah, just hit, <laughs> hit with the man down, you know, hey. for a little chat. Hey, let's, let's get, get this chat let's get going, to the man. business. Let's get to, let's, let's I'm gonna pull you aside for a chat real quick. Uh we got Dona Dona in the building. What's up? It's your boy Dona, man. I uh, hope you guys are getting nice and cozy. You got your your, your blanket, your, your hot cocoa. You know, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a good pod, you know. Cozy mm-hmm. on up with the uh with the bros. Hey, man, I just checked the weather because I was like, is it cold? Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, is it cold up there or some shit? It, it, it depends like on 75. where you listen. Um, <laughs> depends on where you listen. We might have some Alaska listeners. That's true. Montreal. Mm, I, th- I thought you were going to get on your Barry White shit, man, and get on like yeah. some fireside chat type shit, man. It, this, is, this is it. Hey. You ever uh like called a girl and like talked in a D voice on purpose? Just to get oh, on, yeah, like, you your sexy to, shit. Yeah, you got to. You, you got to do the I just woke up voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the lower, uh, <laughs> the lower octaves. 
Oh uh, yeah. Did you did you say that you just woke up, or did you just you no, just no, didn't no, address no. it? If they ask, if they ask why you talking like this, you gotta say you just woke up. Uh, it's, it's, it's three p.m. Oh shit! I just woke up. I just woke up. What time is it? Yo, yeah, not, that's what I be doing, man. Put on some shine or some shit. Get you in the right like octave, and you you straight. Bro. If you were on the phone, if you if you were on the phone trying to cake to sound like shine, I kind of want you arrested. <laughs> I'm sounding like jail shine when. It- <laughs> He well, made he that remix to that Usher shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to Sean, man. Is he free? Shout out to the women with the raspy voices. Yeah, mm. for real, man. They're very important. Like not that. too raspy, though. Yeah. Not, you, you're not, it's not very whitish, but it's like just enough where it's like, I like that. What's the bar? Is it like Baps from the band? Is that too raspy? <laughs> I don't even don't, call. I don't even, that's a different type of rasp. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like we're not even touching that. <laughs> your your rasp should not be followed up with a felony. What? <laughs> what's a sexy rasp? Uh, uh, who got a Who got a sexy rasp in their voice? I'm, uh, is that Emma Stone? Is that her name? You would name a white woman. I didn't want to start off, but that's usually the ones who got the he, rasp. He love when she call him nigger in a in a room with a rasp. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it makes his loins jump. Uh, she, go she, pick she that got good rasp. <laughs> old, old girl from One Tree Hill. Um, I hate. Where are you going? Rasp. Yeah, bro. What? What? Like we talk about black people. <laughs> because, fam, that's what I, all right. So all right, think of somebody black with a raspy voice. I think Beyonce got a raspy voice. Uh, a little bit. I think it's just deep. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when they get that, that when now when they get the uh, they just woke up rasp, it hit. Fantasia got a raspy voice. Okay. Uh, then no. It's like baby raspy though. Yeah, Fantasia got a nice voice. I actually like her. Yeah, but I don't want to hear her talk to me. I ain't gonna lie. I like I like a little bit of ghetto in in, in my voice. Uh, uh. Oh, here you go. <laughs> oh man. Wow. I have what? Is that bad? Is that a bad by, thing? What do you mean what by it? ghetto? Yeah. I like I like when you talk hood. <laughs> I like women uh, that talk hood. <laughs> you, like oh, it can't be like overly hood, but it it's, it got a nice little like twang to it. So what's mm. the balance? Like what what what's the balance? What neighborhood are they from where they have a good balance? Like Cal City? Yeah, Cal City not bad because she didn't see some like she didn't see some better stores, but she still uh, go get some hot crunchy curls and a pickle and put the pickle juice in her hot crunchy curls. So you know that's how you. Of so shit. you 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 want the 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 ghetto cosplay? Nah, I, I don't want to no ghetto cosplay because you don't you don't want them showing up at like Thanksgiving like that. You don't you don't want them showing up at Thanksgiving like in full form. In full form, just you have not seen my yeah. full final forms. <laughs> nah, um, no, I just, I, <laughs> I just like it. I don't know. I, I, I I've always liked the like a little bit of like Nunu from uh, ATL. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a, a little a little bit of spice on it. A little bit of spice on it. Yeah. Do do you usually look for that, or do you just hope it kind of pops out at some point? No, it's not where I'm looking for it, but it, it's one of those things that once you get it, you like, damn, I'm, that that is attractive to me. And it's a weird thing to be attracted to, but some like when I hear it, it's just like, damn, that shit kind of sound fire. You feel me? 
Yeah, I feel, I feel like it sounds fire on the right person. Like the right yeah. person when, when they have it, it sounds it sounds great. Do y'all when have you, any when you when you hear that? Do you stock up on Mystics and just keep them in the refrigerator just stock in case you get mystics. parts? <laughs> <laughs> I already no, I came you. prepared. Yeah, got some pepper I got, Mystics. I got, I got two flavors. Go ahead in the, in the pantry for your hot pickles. I'm, I'm already man. I'm already. What's what's a thing like that that y'all feel like y'all not looking for? But if they have it, like it, it's like a plus for you. Uh, mm. that's actually a good question. Mm. I can't. I, I don't know if I can pinpoint. It. I feel like people people would pinpoint it for me before I could pinpoint it for myself. Yeah, I like like nice teeth. So if you got braces, that's one. Oh, for me. I thought that was a given. Yeah, no, I, I need that. Yeah, but some reason I like the I like the corrective stage. Huh? I like the corrective stage. Like braces? Yeah. Huh? I don't know why. Okay, no, that this went from I feel you to <laughs> I'm calling the, the corrective stage. The corrective <laughs> stage. <laughs> like Common say he likes to stay in the honeymoon phase. I like to stay in the corrective stage. Corrective. So you you want them with like Invisalign? Uh, no, nah, I like Actually, the old school joints. I like the OGs. Like the OGs. Oh my oh, god. Man. Yeah, that could be that could turn into being problematic the older you get. Oh, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that doesn't sound sick. Hey, I ain't on no sick shit. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think if I got a weird one. I teeth well, I don't I don't, I don't mean corrective stage, but yeah, no, good teeth is a good one. Um I, I'm trying to think. Um yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I like y'all women to be misogynistic. Like to join y'all in y'all misogyny. Uh, see, I really like that. I, I like honestly. That's. I think you gotta say yeah a little bit. Not like not like to an extreme, but it's like you I, you you just for joke purposes. Like I don't want you to really feel that way. But it's like if I get off a joke, like I don't want it to be like, why would you say that? Mm. It's just gotta be like that. Okay, I I get it, and I I can laugh too, but. I, I know you're joking, so I'm not gonna take it serious, but it is messed up. See, I need I need the opposite. I need somebody to reel me in when I'm going off a of misogynistic yeah. bit. <laughs> sometimes I might go off the deep end. Like I need somebody, I like hey, fight. reel it in, bro. <laughs> you said what? I like the fight of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that tension. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and also <laughs> And also another thing that uh Oh damn! What did you make me think of? Oh, a good laugh. It's it's not something that I'm looking for, but I, it can mm. really it can really turn the tide if you have a really nice laugh. Then you turn into subject the comedian, so you can always hear. Boy, come on! The jokes talk ready, about. Man. You keep pulling them out. Look. Yeah, I'm just telling these jokes for the fuck of it. Yeah, I feel you, man. But hey, man, let's get into these topics. Uh, we got a few. I don't know how we got <laughs> on whatever subject we is on. I don't even know what we was talking about. Um, where we want to start this week, man? Uh, so much shit. shit. God damn, yeah. We got Dr. Dre. We got, we got Oprah, Ferg. John Gray. What happened to Oprah? When she put out the interview. But and just oh, didn't say that anything. was stupid. Yeah, we can talk about that, man. Um, Oprah, she had the uh, I don't know what they called the little conversation she had the soul select soul, conversation. Soul, yeah, soul select. Yeah, soul select conversations. 
Um, I guess he had one with Rihanna back in like 2012. This is when the Chris Brown shit was like super fresh. And I've never even watched it to to be completely honest. Like I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched the full thing. And I think that's why um, when this first happened. So pretty much what happened was uh, Oprah dropped the Rihanna interview that she had back in 2012 as a new episode on her podcast. Um, So people were thinking like it's a recent interview with Rihanna. And in the interview, you know, Rihanna says she still loved Chris Brown, like she was hanging out with him on a boat and she'll always, um, you know, have love for him. But he's like in a relationship now. So, I mean, where does that really leave her? It was a lot of shit sound, which even for that time, I'm like, I'm shocked that she that that shit came out like that, because when I was listening to it, I was like, hey, man, she still love Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But. I mean, obviously it's old, so I don't even know why they published it as new information or new, like a new episode. I don't know if that was a clickbait for the Oprah show or clickbait for TMZ because they're the first people who reported it. Um, but either way, that was that was shameful to do that. I'm sure Rihanna got on their ass about that shit. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't know if y'all felt any way about what she was saying because, I mean, a lot at this point, I think a lot of people have applauded Rihanna for moving on because I know like when you deal with that type of shit, when you deal with love and all that, uh, when things like that happen, it's sometimes it, no matter who you are, you could be a celebrity or whatever. It's hard to move on. Um, and oh, what do you mean? Like not really deal with that person or, you know, really communicate uh, with that person. You mean, that, you mean at all or like romantically? Mm, at all. It seems to, to from my perspective, it seems like she has cut him off completely. Oh, uh, and I mean, on. I, I mean, I, I guess it's it's hard to tell, just because wasn't there like after everything they still like link back up? Yeah, I think they had a little a period of that. Um, but I know I saw an interview like maybe 2015, 2016. She says she really has no feelings for him. Um, I don't know if that was romantic feelings or what, but it it seems like after a while she was just like, all right, it's it's not even worth it to keep doing this. I mean, and you got to think about us. That's, that's ten or so years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I think with any person, if you get enough time away from somebody, no matter what kind of past you had, you just get over. It. Yeah, and uh, when I was listening to us, I was like, "Has Breezy heard this shit?" Because I, I'm pretty sure if once he hears this, <laughs> he's dropping everything. <laughs> hey, for real, man. Yeah, it was like, God damn, Rihanna, because she had that like that want in her voice, man. That was the Thank first time I've tone. ever. Yeah, that was the first time I ever heard Rihanna like really sound like that. Um, like she really wanted this nigga, but obviously it's old, so you you, you know. How would like, how would y'all feel if uh you heard somebody make a statement like that about you? I hate they lying. <laughs> Shit, it ain't nothing else to do. They lying? <laughs> For real. You wouldn't you wouldn't run back? Nah, I'd be back there. Cause I, I mean, like I said, the stuff she was saying, it was like she wanted that nigga right now, but he was in a relationship, so that was really like the only thing blocking it. Um uh, but, they always wait. They always wait for that. 
Yeah. But I'll talk about it. Yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, I ain't got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I heard. Oh, uh, shit, man. But yeah, um, other than that, anybody else got any final thoughts on that uh, TMZ shit? Yeah, it was just that. I don't, I don't know why they re-released it like that, but it, it honestly, it just, it kind of shows how um, how bad TMZ really is. Mm-hmm. Like if it's from 2012, then they just made this headline like it was new. They easily could have done the same research that everybody online did. Yeah, I don't like when it first. And I think the thing is, TMZ is normally like really accurate. Like I think when we hear it from TMZ, we like, all right, they had to do some type of research. So I think we all took it as face value. I know I did. And I was just like, all right, especially because I'd never heard that part of the interview. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, okay. Man, this shit is crazy. Um, but for them to paint her in that light was kind of nuts. Because now, I mean, a lot of a lot of public perception and a lot of her fans' perception of the situation that she has moved on and they commend her for that. For them to paint it as she's like going back to them and she, you know, kind of has not let that go. Um, kind of could smudge her reputation or what's the name if it was in indeed like recent if she said this recently but obviously it's not so uh the world keeps turning and i hope that rihanna got on the ass for that so uh speaking of domestic violence unfortunately uh we got the story about joe button this week man um the fellow podcaster um, I don't know how I want to attack this. Um, we got a story about Joe Budden this week. Um, it's been a busy few weeks for Joe Budden. Um, first, you know, he's taking his podcast off Spotify at the end of this month. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about that, but um, him and Charlemagne and even academics, DJ academics have been in this little war, war of words. Uh, between academics is focusing more on Maul and Roy, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second. Um, but Charlemagne has been saying to Joe pretty much like you, every place you've been, you kind of squandered your relationship with the platform. Um, because of the way Joe is choosing to handle the Spotify fallout. Um, you know, he publicly air- aired them out on his podcast. He's been talking about the business is not right. Um, pretty much saying like I want to own everything ab- around my podcast. Like uh, if I'm giving y'all a number one podcast or one of the highest rated podcasts, then I should have a piece of ownership. And now y'all trying to finesse me by throwing me some type of uh, 360 type deal uh, where y'all own like the pieces. Like R- if Rory do something, if Maul do something, if uh, Parks or um, what's the other guy? Um, uh, I don't know his name, but uh, what, what did y'all think about this whole Spotify um, Joe Budden thing? First of all, <laughs> do y'all think uh, Joe Joe is right in the situation, or is Charlemagne right, or Spot like who who are y'all signing I mean, with? I think you can say in this situation Joe was right just because Joe is the one who owns and controls his product. So I mean, he's not he's he's not obligated to let it go for anything that's he believes is under the value of what it's worth 
Yeah, um, but let me let me rephrase that. Um, so I I do think Charlemagne agrees that you can take your you know he's all about black ownership and stuff, but he does he have a point when he says that Joe kind of squanders relationship like he squandered relationship with complex. It looks like he's squandering the relationship with uh, Spotify. You know he's posting uh, their stocks going down and just the way he aired them out on the podcast. It's looking like it's not professional the way he's going about this. And do don't you think that these companies can start freezing him out because he's doing stuff like this? Oh, uh, I kind of want to say no. I think when you're a talent like that, um, you, you're you basically become like a a contractor to some extent. Um, like with with Complex, it's yeah, you have like you're on for one season, and if we don't renegotiate or we can't match terms, or you don't like the terms, you can leave. So I don't know if that was necessarily a squandered relationship as opposed to they just couldn't agree to compensation or whatever it was moving forward. So I, I can't really judge for that. Um, and then even now, it's I, I don't necessarily want to say it's squandering a relationship. I just think it. If you if you have principles that you're standing on when you're trying to solidify yourself with something, if you make those known and this is what. I'm looking for this is what they were trying to give me. There is somebody who can say if they do feel like they can meet those um, requests, they'll reach out if they think it's going to be good for business for them. Because if that's just if that's your only gripes, then I I think it's fine. Yeah, um, I mean I, I I agree. I agree with everything you just said there. Um, my one thing is I kind of agree with Charlemagne. Um, cause I, I go back to how we were bigging up Master P a few weeks back and how he was all about ownership and things like that. And I think the one thing Master P did was he valued relationships, uh, very well. He didn't have a problem with telling like companies, no, and no, we're not going to go this direction. I'm going to try to own my stuff. But at the end of the day, I think they always more respected him as a businessman and understood that he was making the right business move, um, in opposed to, like making it personal with Joe. I feel like he makes a lot of stuff personal, like Spotify ain't going to try to do this. They trying to get over on me and stuff like that. When in fact it may have just be business. It it doesn't make smart business sense to them and they trying to do what's best or what's advantageous to their business. Um, but Joe makes it personal when he, he starts to say stuff like this. One thing I will say is from what he shared it made it sound like he didn't think they were valuing them as um, a brand, a company product in the sense to where they're giving this type of deals to these guys over there. And, you know, we're number one and we've been number one for the entirety of our, our, our tenure here. And it's like, once it came time to reach certain uh, landmarks, it was kind of, I don't want to say dismissed or pushed to the side or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it started off as business, but I can see how things can be taken personal if you feel like you've not only met your marks, but you've exceeded them. And then the person who you've done it for um, comes to you, I don't want to say disrespectfully, but in a manner that you take, like they're undervaluing you. That's when yeah. then I think those lines kind of blur and they start mixing. Okay, Donnie, you got it. You know, any? 
Uh, no, I'll just say like when when you say things public, that usually doesn't end up going the right way. So I I can see how companies would be upset at Joe for making these negotiations or just these talks public. But I also see from Joe's end, he wants the people to know and future, you know, investors or buyers of what he's looking for um, going forward. So, I mean, I I, I see both sides of it. Um, Mm. But I'm I'm definitely uh, proud with Joe's stance because he could have, you know, he could have took the contract and the 360 and, and went about doing the show and not ever addressing it and still get paid out his ass. But he stuck to his principles and was just like, you know, he couldn't do that if he wants better for other people in that position. So I thought that was dope. I'm trying to think about what could be a comparable situation. So what it would it would probably be like, I don't know, you got somebody in the league coming on the last year of their deal. And the team makes him an offer, but it's low. Like, mm-hmm. if they go out and put out a tweet or they bash that organization for lowballing them, I don't think that necessarily stops other teams from wanting to potentially sign them. I guess depending on what type of player they are, what their baggage was. But if they were producing and they're just frustrated with the old team, they're going to do it. Like stuff like that kind of happens on a regular basis. I just think it's it's different when you do it mid-contract as opposed to, I guess, when you're on the last leg of of, of a potential contract. Maybe. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of different because you have to address it at some point because if it's no longer exclusively here, people are gonna ask, "Hey, what happened?" Right. And, so it would have and, to get addressed of some sort. Yeah. And we don't know what the next step is for their podcast, so they might need Spotify in the future. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, players, you know what I'm saying? If you have no intention of playing with that team again, fuck it. You know, burn a bridge. It's, you know, I'm still going to get paid from these other squads. They might actually need them depending on what their next move is. So I don't think it's good to burn one of the biggest, you know, DSPs out there. And and I think the thing also is it's not coming off of Spotify, It'll still be there. Oh, yeah. I thought it just won't. It won't be exclusively there. I thought he said that's where it won't be in the future. That's what I thought he said. But if, if it's still there, well, yeah, I, I, that, that I thought that was in, in the exclusive in the exclusive in the context of because I mean oh, okay. now it's it's only there. But now then it'll go back to like SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, that, that that makes sense. Well, they gonna lose. Um, I don't know. Uh, Cause did y'all get Spotify for Joe Budden's podcast, or y'all just figured y'all needed it? Uh, I, I still don't have the premium thing, but I can mm-hmm. still listen. Uh, oh, like a web player. Yeah. 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 I always had the free one. I I wasn't getting the the. I mean, but I mean, I st- I don't really, for the most part, wasn't listening to it on the app anyway. I would just wait till it hit YouTube. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's a good convo. Um, now we got to get into a little bit of the the grime, the more grimy the part of the situation. Um, the 
it's bad timing for this contract shit because it seems like uh, Tahiri. I mean, everybody knows Tahiri. Uh, Joe Budden used to date her. Um, she dated or dates Vado now um, okay. from uh, <laughs> from what's the name? Uh, what's the show called? Marriage Bootcamp. Bootcamp. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, she came out with some allegations this week that um, he was physically abusive towards her. Um, he said that she said that he broke her allegedly broke her nose, uh, fractured her ribs, and threw her down the stairs. Um, I guess my question to this would be: How does that affect your view? Um, or first of all, what do y'all think about this situation, and how does this affect your view of this person? Um, well, go ahead. Because, uh, no, I was just gonna add a little second part to that. Uh, because we spent so many weeks, uh, kind of dealing with this, kind of dealing with assault or abuse towards women with the Meg and Tori situation, it's just like, can you dif- uh, differentiate with this situation? And why are we di- differentiating with the situation? Or, you know, just kind of seeing where, where it lies here. Oh, yeah. And not, that's what I was going to reference, too. I think this definitely goes back to what we were discussing on, like how you can know an artist has a certain past or track record and still listen and support. Like, depending on when you finding out and like how the goalposts move, I think this is definitely uh, when the goalposts move situation. Um, I can say myself, I wasn't a rapper Joe Budden fan. Um, besides Pump It Up and what was that clubbing mm-hmm. clubbing was a yeah. smash we can't even listen to clubbing because Kells wrote that fine shit yeah. um anyway but yeah so I, I really got on during the podcast stuff and I think even at that point he had uh, a reputation of being that abusive person um but I think I guess then I, I didn't lean too much into it but yeah, with this, it's it's difficult because I mean, you of course want to believe what she's saying and what she, and when you know the things that she's saying and, and show some support there. But it's really, I guess, it's difficult because if you heard his response, you would think you have to be really bold to come out that aggressively and say what you said and be innocent or be not be guilty of it. Because mm-hmm. it was just so. I'm a little confused. I'm. I mean, I'm still believe what she's saying um, until proven otherwise. And does that mean I'm going to stop listening? Probably not. Um, but yeah, that's just is what it is. Okay, Donna. Uh, yeah, this one's this one's tough because they're both not credible. So it's like. At this point, I don't know. I don't know what's what's really going on with that. I'm I'm always gonna, uh, you know, listen for the woman's side of it. You know, so I listen to her side of the story, and and, and she said, you know, she she got a broken nose. I think she fractured some ribs and I don't know, thrown down some stairs or something like that. And then I heard Joe's response. Um, and he provided back up for the nose part, I guess. Not really the he didn't really touch the other things. But um What did he say about the, the nose? Part? Pretty much it was someone else. 
And there, there's actually a video on YouTube of her explaining how she got her nose broken. And it was somebody at a bar who just hit her. And she was explaining the situation to Joe in the mm. video. So that, that that's where it gets kind of weird when you like kind of lie about that part. If, if, if you're going to throw that in with him, you know, as being a part of the relationship, that just seems not credible. But, you know, Joe also has a past, so I can't, I can't just overlook that as well. This isn't the first time we heard things about him. Um, I, I'm going to keep listening, though, man. If, if that makes me a crazy hypocrite, uh, I, so be it. But I'm, I'm still listening. I think, you know, like C said, we definitely move the goalposts for some people. Uh, um, just depending on certain situations and circumstances. So that's how I feel about it. Okay. Uh, go ahead, my Oh no! I, I think I think it's also it, it also I don't want to say it's strange. Um, it's weird when you've seen them. You you you've heard about the relationship, then you've seen them on TV be very buddy buddy, you know, friendly and such. Um, I think before you would have assumed that they had a really good type of relationship. And then it's for some, for it to be, I guess I want to say so old, but something from the past, and you, it makes you look at everything in between, I guess. And I think that's what causes I don't want to say some confusion, but it's like I don't know how to feel because it's like it seemed like you, if if he did it, it's wrong, and it's wrong. Um, but if it seems like you might have. I don't want to say uh, you forgave him. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's just difficult. It's tough, man. Yeah, my goalposts okay. be moving. All right. Uh, what I'm going to say is that um, I, while I can understand why people will continue to listen to him, um, I, I think that's murky murky waters when you, you tell somebody to stop listening or to continue listening. I feel like that's a personal decision you have to make for yourself. Um, my thought would be that Joe has a very detailed history of abuse. Um, he pled guilty to beating and robbing one of his girlfriends in Washington Heights. Uh, he, he his photos of him, uh, his one of his other girls with bruises all over her, herself. Esther, the shit with Esther Baxter, with them saying that uh, her pretty much saying that he quote unquote allegedly, uh, not quote unquote, but allegedly killed their uh, unborn child. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I read somewhere that he he actually raps about the Tahiri situation. Um, and pretty much is like con- confessing to it pretty much in the song and so it's just like um, I I don't have a hard time believing that he, he did this stuff I'm yeah. not going to convict him in the you know in court of public opinion or anything like that but for me when the evidence is stacked up against you and you have it, this this type of history of abuse, um, 
I don't know. I just I have a hard time believing that you didn't do this if somebody is going to say this. And somebody I, I just feel it would be weird for somebody to to lie about this this late. You feel me? Mm-hmm. No, it's no, like no. why why would she need why would she need to wait this long? And it's it's very much that you you have this history, so it's not hard to believe that you could have done this, honestly. Yeah. But I don't I don't think, and I, and maybe that's something that we have to throw out. Like we have to I don't uh, I was gonna say maybe we need to throw out people having history because we shouldn't. I don't know if that makes it sound like if somebody doesn't have history, it makes whoever the victim was sound. It makes you second guess it a little bit, like. Anybody no, I, I wouldn't say it's anything. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it makes you second guess it. But if you if you have this history of stuff, it's just like, all right, he has a proven track record of doing this stuff. It's not hard to conceptualize him putting his hand on a woman because it's obviously right. something there. Yeah, it's obviously something there. And what I would say to him is the same thing I would say to Tori. Um because Tories was a little bit more like it did involved a gun and it kind of involved like it was like Meg and she wasn't doing anything. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Tahiri wasn't, I mean, was doing anything at all. I think that's why I was so hard on Tory. And I'm, I think I'm going to keep the same type of energy for Joe. It's just like, if you put your woman, if you put your hands on a woman, you're a hoe point blank period. Ain't no, no ifs, ands or buts about it. But it needs to be somebody around him, just like Tori, to get him the help he needs. Whatever that whatever that entails is the anger management. If he need to, you know, go to jail, get violated, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you need to not put your hands on a woman again. That's what needs to happen. Yes, it's 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 weird. Because I, I, it's just like we can't it's... respect I can't respect somebody to put their hand on a woman. Point blank period. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? Yes, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's if it's if if true, it's definitely unfortunate and disappointing. But yeah, yeah. I, I think as a listener, as a someone who 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 consumes the product that's put out there. Um. Yes, yeah, it's a hundred percent a little conflicting. I would yeah. say. I hope. Uh, I hope uh, Joe is not doing that shit anymore. And if he is, definitely to get some help. But real, did, did y'all hear the response? What response? No, his response. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, right. I saw a clip, um, pretty much, of him saying that she was lying, and she she beat him pretty much. Um, I mean, which you take into account, but still, bro. I mean, no, there's you can't people. People gotta stop putting hands on people. Like that's it's never the answer. Yeah. Regardless of regardless of, it's never gonna cause bring any good out of anything. It's just gonna make anything worse. It's no, not sure. worth it. That's fair. For sure, for sure. But it, I, I'm just, I'm just speaking when I when I speak to Joe about this. Um, and I know I'm not talking directly to Joe, but I was gonna I, say you know speak, now? No, no, when I when I speak on this situation, I'm seeing him breaking people's ribs. I'm seeing women's ribs. I'm seeing him uh breaking women's noses and bruising them and 
uh, allegedly, you know, have, making them lose a baby and stuff like that. And it's just like this shit is getting ext- well, it's already been extreme, but that shit is extreme. And for people not to say, hey, what's going on here? It's nuts just because this nigga is like, had, you know, it's charismatic. We can't overlook him extremely harming women. And I think that's why he gets by is because he's a likable guy to some people. Now, other people, no. But I mean, I, I've listened to his podcast and I, I was, I'm a, I've been a fan. I haven't listened to it in a while, but um, like the full one in a while. But I can agree that Joe is very charismatic. Like he, he's a likable guy from the podcast. I don't know how he is in his personal life. Mm-hmm. But it's just like we got to call a spade a spade at one point, and I don't care if you're my family member or what. You, I, I can't respect you putting your hands on a woman. Could you, could you be friends with somebody who had that reputation? Reputation, no. If they made that mistake before, and you know they're working on themselves, or did you know? I don't, I don't throw away people. I understand that people make mistakes, unless it's like some extreme shit, like child molestation or doing something with a child. I don't, I'm not about to throw you away. But beating women, if you, if that's your reputation, no, hell no. Especially if the stuff is popping, like the information is popping up, like it's popping up in Joe's past. I'm good on you. So if it's, it can't be a. I guess how do you, how do you take on those relationships? I mean, because clearly we've, um, well, for one, Rory's had a tough year. He he has some really nasty coworkers, um, mm-hmm. but like, how do you address that? Like, I, I guess for in his situation, it's like first I just had to do deal with Freaky Man over here with this, and now this is blown back up again. It's like. Are you? Yes, it could have been the past, and no, I could not have known you then. But it's like, do you, do will people look at you funny if they know like about that history, and then they see you associating with that person? I mean, humans are flawed, and that, that's why I say I don't throw away people. Humans are flawed people, and one one thing you can do is say, "Hey, look, address this stuff." And I, I don't know; it got to be some type of accountability to it. If you feel like you, because I can't, like I said, I cannot convict this man because I was not there of anything. But when this stuff continues to happen, it's looking more and more like you did the stuff. And if you did the stuff, take accountability for it, address it, try to get whatever worked out worked out, and move on from there. And try to exhibit better behavior, a better pattern of behavior, a better pattern of relationship with women. And y'all can move on. And y'all, that's all good. But to keep, continue to take the stance, because when the extra bastard shit came out, he said the same thing. That bitch lying. Uh, when all this other stuff came out, he said the same thing. Them, them H words and whatever is lying. Like, so... It's just like we can't continue to take that stance and accept it as friends. Maul and Roy can't continue to just accept it and be like, "All right, cool." You, they all lie. And he's he said they. I think well, Maul made it sound like they've spoken and they've had certain conversations about how behavior can't continue to happen. But again, it's it's, it's what, what how much how much are you supposed to? give them 
like how much leash are you do you allow them to kind of keep falling into mistakes maybe they didn't physically hit them but it got close like i like what do you i don't know it's just tough like i, I think it's now where it, especially with with cancel cancel culture it's easy for people to want to throw somebody to the side for any and everything rightfully so or not and i think it's just an interesting conversation to to think about how i mean because there are like i said there are people who went to jail for crimes or, or who were you know known you know abusers and things like that and they still have friends but it's like how do you i just always been interested in how people navigate those relationships yeah i feel like it's one of those situations where it's like you have no idea how really 100 percent how you'll feel or how you'll act unless you're put into one of those situations like it's it's, it's kind of one of those situations you can't really prepare for how you will feel and act towards that person until that situation comes up and you and you hear everything and there's so many factors that go into that so sure. i can see how like i know i know a lot of people t- like would we'll talk about what what you need to do in that situation but it is kind of tough no no for sure and i i, I definitely agree it, it'll make it tougher if that's my friend and, and that's why i say mile like i don't, I don't want uh, i don't expect mile Rory to cut him off like that's that's been a guy for years um and if this stuff is true like like i said i always want to give people you know i'm not convicting you i'm not no judge so i can't convict you but if this stuff is true he gotta take accountability for it and can't continue to take the stance of she lying. What do you do if you meet somebody new and you found out three weeks after meeting them and you thought they were like a decent person that they had all these previous allegations? It's cool to cut them off. Like I just met you so it ain't no sweat off my back, bro. Yeah, like, so it's, it, it gets hard. It's, it's just harder when it's somebody you you're established with. Yeah, because you see them in a different light. Like most of y'all, when I hang out with y'all, I don't see, I don't see like the bad things. And I'm not saying y'all do bad things. Like when I'm not around y'all, I'm just saying I I don't see that side of y'all. Because I mean, if I did, I probably wouldn't be hanging with y'all. So when somebody tells you something about your guy or whatever, it it comes off different because you're like, nah, he he wouldn't do that. And I guess for me, that's where it's weird because it's like if I just met you three weeks ago. And somebody was like, yeah, you know, two years ago he did X, Y, Z. And it's like, all right, it's wrong. But ye, in a sense, like, yes, that was the past. So, like, do I allow you to prove that you were, I want to say rehabilitated, but you were in a better space now? Or is it cut it because you, this is this stain on you and I don't, I refuse to be associated with those type of people. Like it's, I, I can see how it's a 50 50 both ways. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I, I, I don't think it's no clear cut thing. I, I do think people should be able to give space to, uh, you know, better themselves and stuff like that. But I don't think that I owe you anything, the time or anything, or anybody else owes you that time to allow you to to be around like I have to say okay well he working on himself so I gotta be around him like nah it, I mean that type of stuff my thing with that type of stuff is that if people understand that people are not gonna fuck with you after you do this type of stuff that's a motivating factor not to do it if it's not just coming from internal internal motivations or morals 
for you not to do the stuff. It's going to come from eccentric uh, motivating factors like niggas cutting you off or putting a scarlet letter on you saying, hey, this is an abuser. Hey, this is a rapist. Hey, this is a uh, whatever. And that's going to motivate you to not to do that shit. So yeah. that's why I mean, look at the sex registry. That's that. It's the same thing. It's of thing. First of all, alerting people in the neighborhood, like, hey, this guy is over there. But the embarrassment of having to be on a sex offenders list is enough for people not to do some. I mean, for some people, it's not, but for a lot of people, it's enough not to do no nasty ass shit like that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, uh, we went on a little bit. Longer for that one, so uh, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, we got Dr. Dre and his wife are going through a little bit of an issue, right? Uh, they're gonna do a divorce right now. Uh, she's smoking a pack, man. That, that's, that's all I can say. She's smoking. A, she's smoking a pack because she asking for two mil, <laughs> two mil a month in uh, spousal support. And a month. part of the divorce. A yeah. month. This, this this is going to be the uh the whole alimony child support segment. So just people need to buckle up. Because we got a yeah, couple to run through. Yeah, so we got the month. We got the laundry and cleaning. It's ten thousand dollars a month. What? Close. $135,000 a month. God damn. Education, which includes tuition and living expenses, $60,000 a month. Uh, this is a doozy right here. <laughs> entertainment. How much you think she needed for entertainment? Oh, I, I saw it, so I know. I'm going to let The way these numbers going, I'm going to say she needs shit. Entertainment, $20,000? Oh, oh, $900,000 a month. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you better bring the Universal Soul Circus for $900,000 a month. What type of entertainment is that? No, I need to experience that type of entertainment. I do too. 900K a month entertainment? 900K, my nigga. Charitable donations. She giving away my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. You you can't donate money you don't have. That's what I'm saying. What? (laughs) Don't come to me so you can give away money. $125,000 a month. Damn. I'm giving you $125,000 a month to give away. (laughs) No. What are you on? Hell no. Her name. (laughs) That is crazy. I'm not even getting a tax write-off of this shit. Uh, Mortgage. Hundred k. How's your mortgage lower to enter? I mean, lower to entertainment, G. Nine times lower to entertainment. What is happening? Uh, and telephone, cell phone, and email twenty thousand dollars a month. What oh. service are you with? Email. You got Yahoo Premium. What the fuck, bro? I didn't know there was an email bill. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas ain't got that, man. Uh, so the total is one hundred and ninety six thousand. One one million nine hundred and thirty six thousand and three hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. What does she need money for education for? Tuition and living. Oh, I don't know. Do they got kids? Uh, they have two kids together. One was born in ninety seven, and the other one was born in two thousand one. Yeah, so they got to be in college then. So what you need? Wait, uh, 
Is food on the list? Uh, no. Nah. But I'm assuming that's going to entertainment. Mm, okay. That's under entertainment. Yeah, they got it. Honestly, <laughs> I don't need I don't need food. If, I'm, if I have 900k a month, I'm eating out every day for a month. For oh, real. that's part of the entertainment. That's part of the And you still got money left over. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, Doctor. Ah, this is one of them situations, man. Doctor Dre gonna have to call the goons or something. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> like rough, rough the lawyer up or something. Because hopefully the lawyer is not a woman. Because <laughs> then you, you done. <laughs> yeah, his, 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 his uh, his ex wife is a lawyer. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Is she? No, no, no. That was somebody else. There was somebody that was representing themselves. I think that was Holly Berry. I was thinking about. Good luck. But, uh, God damn. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not worth it, man. Don't don't tell me you need to. I'm laughing if you tell me you need two million a A month. A month. A month. Did you ever really love me if you need two million a month? <laughs> That's gonna have me questioning our whole like life. I know she she probably loved him, but asking me for two million a month makes me think that you you just like you was just waiting on the day. Man, real shit. I should be at least five hundred k worth of entertainment myself <laughs> for you for you to be asking for nine hundred k worth of entertainment. Was that what she needed when we were together? He can go to her house and perform the chronic every night for free. She don't need nine hundred thousand dollars in entertainment. What does that look like? I told like, you. What, what, does, what does that look like? Like you gotta have the usher fucking uh, what's that shit? The residency. I don't know how to say that word. How do you say that word? Residency. Yeah, red- <laughs> residency. <laughs> I don't know. Why I can't say residency. <laughs> residency. Yeah, that word. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why my SIs, they all get jumbled up. But um, yeah, she gotta have that shit at the crib, man. No, I don't. I don't. I honestly wish I could have a month of just trying to figure out what that looked like. Because I I don't think I could do it. Like I entertained myself for, for a month on nine hundred thousand dollars. Bro, I'd be going crazy. Low key, she probably gets like the dance and bear shit like every night at the crib. <laughs> the dance and bear? Yeah. Like who how whose food are you paying for? I don't know, man. Especially if her kids are at college. Oh, hell no. You're not getting 900K just to fool around. You got fucking Tyrese there or some shit. <laughs> Tyrese. Low key, low key, <laughs> low key, low key, low key. I would host a dinner party every, like, three three nights out of the week for the whole month, and I would just have a Ray J on the piano in my living room singing One Wish while we eat. Mm. My shit would be IG. You spend nine hundred thousand on IG models. Yeah, like my crib will be IG. My my crib will be the IG Explore page. Mm, okay. I, I feel like that's nine hundred. I feel like nine hundred K can get you that for a month. No, you can you can get that for maybe fifty for all of them. It depends on how many you want, but I think you can get that for like fifty. You're gonna be paying for some medical bills sooner. <laughs> So be be prepared for that expense. <laughs> he got mad penicillin at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they mind not. They ain't leaving it if that's the case. 
All right, bro. Pause, pause. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. They can, they can leave. This nigga Trey. <laughs> this nigga Trey sucks. <laughs> y'all, 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 can, y'all can dip out. Don't worry. Good shit, man. Uh, did did y'all know it's Atlanta Pride this week? Weekend. Okay, what do you? How 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 did you get there from from this? <laughs> I'm just going down movie? the list, man. I Wait, seen okay, too many. What? Who else? Oh, well, well we not gonna hit on the other two. Uh, the other two cases. Who got cases? Um, did, y'all didn't see that? Um, old girl who wanted fifty three k from Future. Oh uh, yeah, she got hundred and then thirty eight, and then she got mad at Summer Walker. Yeah, I uh, I'm so tired of Future drama. It's just like, just make music, Future, like. Cause I mean, no. If you take the wrong position on a future topic, you're gonna be called musty, and I don't, I don't feel like being called musty yeah. this week. Thanks. But fifty three thousand a month is a lot for That's one nuts. kid. I mean, but you gotta shoot high, not two million dollars high, but you gotta. They normally tell you to shoot high, and you come into like a a medium zone. Thirty eight, thirty eight hundred for future is nuts. Yeah. Also, uh, Cam Newton needs to pay his baby mom all that money. Yeah, she got like four kids, don't she? Damn, but she only asked for 15. Yeah, I saw that. 15 what? 15 15, K? 15,000 a month. Yeah, you, you gotta take for that. For four kids. You gotta take that, Cam. God damn. For four. Damn, that's only $180,000 a year. Yeah, she's letting she's That's letting a vet man right there. Damn, that's facts. <laughs> that's baby mama vet men. <laughs> He he might need to throw an extra five on there off the strength just to keep her happy. But that is that is so reasonable. Take an extra five hundred. Man, take this extra five K, man. Make it make it even twenty. Yeah, man. Shout out to all my baby mamas. Yeah, shout out to all y'all, man. Mm. Uh speaking of raw, I I want to go back to this pride shit though. Uh <laughs> Oh, here we go. Hey, man, did y'all see them fight videos in Pride? They was fighting like it was like goddamn uh, Civil War out there, bro. I saw a shoot off. Bro, they was shooting. They was fighting. Yeah, man. I saw this, uh, these gay dudes jumping this other dude. One of the gay dudes had a a throwback Vince Carter jersey and some booty shorts on. Like, I've never seen no shit like that. Yeah, this is. Are you copying? <laughs> is this a problem? Are you like, it's, <laughs> Am I copying a Vince Carter throwback into booty shorts? Hell no. Nah. Are you, I'm are just, you okay, are you copying the shorts? Because you can throw with any other throwback jersey. Nah, that was a wild it was a wild ass combo. Cause you know when you were in like a baggy jersey, you expect like some baggy shorts or some shit or something. But this nigga had legit booty shorts on. And I was like, yo, they in Atlanta wildin', bro. So he's rocking that jersey like a dress? Nah, nah, nah. It was like tucked into his booty shorts. Oh, that's <laughs> even more wilder. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the wilder part. Look on your timeline, man. Type in Atlanta. I'm Pride. not looking up some. I think I think you put it on my timeline. Nah, I ain't putting no Vince shit Carter. On my <laughs> <laughs> Vince Carter booty. That's all. Booty. That's, a that's a terrible thing. To type Vince Carter bo- booty unis. <laughs> Did, did did the shorts have a raptor on the back? No, it was like them black like uh wrestler uh shorts and shit. 
Yeah, that's net. Yeah, Vince, you gotta you gotta shut this shit down. Control your merch. <laughs> yes. You saying he was cheeky? Hey, he was cheeky. He's a cheeky chap. <laughs> oh man, cheeky lad. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, um, Atlanta Pride was going down, man. They they wild in Atlanta, bro. It's wide open, so niggas doing whatever the fuck they want to do, I guess. Um, ASAP Ferg is not an ASAP mob anymore. Uh, supposedly, or according to ASAP, is it Zills? I don't know. I, I, think I, I, didn't, I, didn't, know. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that he had rank in the ASAP mob. But uh, ASAP Zills said that uh, ASAP. See, I don't understand this video. What is happening? Are you watching the video when the, the gay niggas are getting jumped? Yeah, but I, it started off with the dude who had on the on the shorts with like an MJ jersey or an MJ tank top that looks like a jersey, and then yeah, like it pans to the left, and like as soon as it pans back right, it's just some guy twerking on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey man, Atlanta's the Wild West, dog. They beating the fuck, yo. Them niggas in the jerseys, the, the Vince Carter and the MJ jersey, they was going ham. They linked up on that nigga. <laughs> hey fam. <laughs> Niggas be forgetting, hey, just because somebody gay don't mean they ain't no man, dog. Nah, they fully nah, grown yeah. man. They got them hands, man. They will. Oh, shit. They will they will put some paws on your ass. Uh but yeah, according to ASAP Zills, they said that uh ASAP Ferg is burnt out and his songs are trash. Now what <laughs> I won't <laughs> I won't deny that as of right now. Um I think ASAP Ferg has have has the most recent Success in ASAP Mob. I mean, there's only two who has ever had success out of that whole unit. No, Nas so, is all right. When Twelve is all right. No, I no success. Oh, okay. You mean like mainstream? Yeah, okay. yeah. Who only truly had success, and one of them just stopped trying, so he can well wear bell bottoms and rhinestones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what Rocky. You know. <laughs> Say he's so, supposedly yeah, dating Rihanna. So. Yeah. He he had the most success. Yeah, shout out to Rocky man. Come on with some. I don't. I don't even know if he can anymore. I'm not going. Yeah, kid I don't myself. think it's possible. Tim, yeah. all I need for him to do is put that first mixtape on um, the DSPs, and I will never slander him ever again. Live yeah, love just, ASAP. That's all I need. If you do, if you do that for me, then I, I will keep my name out of your mouth. You gotta put Deep Purple on there too for uh that Don't Cry Why Dry Eyes song. I forgot what it's called. Uh Nothing to Me or whatever it's called. Yeah, you gotta put that on there. Uh speaking of music, man, hey, do Beyonce got Chloe and Haley in a 360? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. According to Bustle, be their deal like this is their actual that like deal. Fake, that sounds like a fake website. <laughs> Bustle, no, I know. <laughs> it's just a way I never said it out loud before. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, when Lil Scrappy tried to combine grind and hustle and make Russell. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 be clear. He was the first one to come up with um, the Apple Watch. Hey, man. what you do when you grind and you hustle? <laughs> y'all don't, y'all don't remember, y'all don't remember cell phone watch. No, so, I don't. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Lil Scrappy came up with that. Lil, Lil Scrappy had a song called "Cell Phone Watch," and that basically described what the Apple Watch became. <laughs> Did he try to get some like uh, some what's names off that shit? 
I don't think so, but I'm just giving him his shine because he deserves. Man, he laid the blueprint. Yeah, he, he laid the blueprint. Steve Jobs is listening to it in his car. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phone. Damn. <laughs> Why didn't we think of this? What? It's a great idea, Naya. <laughs> How, how, does it, how does it feel to know you can't listen to We Paid and you don't get paid for a cell phone watch? <laughs> oh, oh no, man. man. Jock gotta be sick. Yeah, that's trash. Uh, but back to Chloe and Haley. Um, man, they have a, a six album, one million dollar deal. Oh. Oh my God. And, and, and that's, that's all the details we know, right? It's six years, one million? Yeah, so they they get a uh one million dollar advance if they sell or do something, but it's six it's a six album deal for one million dollar. Yeah, man, they locked in. <laughs> this is worse than an OVO contract. Oh, <laughs> that shit sounds bad. I wonder what they get. Like, I wonder if they control all their merch and all their like shows. That's that's what I was thinking. I I, I'm Beyonce can't be doing them like that. Damn, that would be that's nasty. But I could, so she got to be giving them the show money or something because that's a nasty ass deal. I don't see Beyonce doing that though. But okay, so Beyonce found them on YouTube. They're like little kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. teenagers. Yeah. Now, like, and that's why I say. Now, granted, she has invested way more into them than she'll probably ever recoup. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I guess. For for what you don't see, maybe <coughs> it's it's it, there have probably has been investments put in there that we won't see. You gotta you gotta put the value on her brand as well though. Like it, it's value that goes past money. Anybody that's aligned with Beyonce, especially if she keeps her her roster like very low like that, she only has what one artist. Um, anybody that's aligned with her is gonna get major looks, and the value of her look. Uh, it far exceeds what she's probably getting back. Yeah, it's okay. So I, we we also have to not think that these artists who run labels don't are always looking out for their artists. Like at that point, you're an exec. You're not. You're in a different seat, so you're going to try to make sure you still get yours. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I I just feel like, especially when I look at Jay. Um, I kind of bundled them two together. I, I see that Jay has fought for the for the artist. I mean, he got Uzi out of his deal somewhat. Um, he paid off Lil Wayne's debt. Um, he gave DMX way back in the day. He gave DMX his money to just dip off the label. Um, and just called it square. Like didn't hold him hostage or nothing like that. So I see them. They they're known. Well, at least Jay Z is known for doing pretty. Decent business. I think I, I will. With me, the only thing I would say is, you, the DMX thing was it was a good story, but we, it, I don't think it was many of those, and that also could have been one of those, like I mean, it kind of worked hand in hand, I guess, for him if they just wanted him off the label anyway, but I think he has shown strides. Like he, because he went from Def Jam to doing this now, so he has had different, I don't want to say tiers, levels of himself as a, as a label owner to some extent. So he's more, I don't want to say more groomed in it, but he's he's probably gone through the rough patches already. 
mm-hmm. of bad contracts and things of that nature. I and maybe because he's around to assist, she doesn't do that. But I also think I'm not putting it past any artist who has a label to look out for themselves first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, I, Beyonce is not like Jesus or nothing like that. I'm not saying that she, it's no way she's finessing them like this, but I just hope that it's not no finessing because they, they seem like cool people. And my Beyonce thing is, when it, comes, well. when it comes to music contracts, the thing is, how can, and, and, and I could be wrong, but I think the biggest thing is you both have to be comfortable knowing that somebody's getting over on someone. And, but what's, are you, do you feel like you were, properly compensated for that like the the label is always going to get over on you but it's like do you feel like you are properly compensated for what they're going to get from you that's just how i I look at it i never i've never really saw um i mean the benefits of a label now are minimal unless you on certain labels I feel like one one of the the most important benefits of a label is to enhance your brand, enhance your music, enhance pretty much all that. And I feel like the only label that's doing that now is Top Dog because they 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 have what back in the day Motown used to do in like quality control. And it's just like where they won't even let you put out your shit. It seems like unless it's like ready to go and it's like a timely type thing. And I think that's that's one of the benefits of a label, like especially when you have like Motown and stuff like that. And even uh, Bad Boy back in his heyday, I feel like Diddy wouldn't let it go unless he was like, "All right, it's 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 a hit." Because okay, so my question to that would be: So do you think that the the TDE they're holding me back? Those grumbles are just for rollouts, or those yes, are those all one hundred percent for rollout every time, every time. Because it's only coming from SZA. Um, I, I didn't. It didn't come from. I saw some whispers from Schoolboy one time. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. And I I thought it maybe came from Isaiah Rashad at some point. No, I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I, I maybe I like think it was. It, I feel like I remember that. We know who it never comes from. It doesn't come from Absol. It doesn't come from Kendrick. But it seems like every other, all the other ones, it comes in some capacity. I just don't know if it's authentic because I could see that. Hey, I'm ready. I want to do this. And if you're getting told no, someone will get disgruntled. Yeah, I mean, because it's like a triple threat. You can either use it to gauge where your fan like your fan excitement for your project is you can use it as a stalling tactic and say hey the the label not letting me do it or whatever so you can stall them out a little bit longer or it's just like you can continue to work you know you can you know continue to kind of fill it out see if you need to drop a single uh see if you need to work on a few songs whatever you need to do you can use that tactic as a way um of the rollout for the song like you said um, and I, I think SZA has used that multiple times, and I think people are starting to catch on to it because I, I don't think they holding SZA back. Why? Why would they? Like, it's not many labels that can successfully pull off an R and B artist. See, my, and the thing I don't, I don't. That situation is confusing because I think I, I mean I think me as a regular consumer would assume that it's not them, it's her. 
just not wanting to get back into the full swing of what comes with putting out music. Yeah, she seems like a perfectionist, so I could see it. I, I don't even want to say a perfectionist. I was going to say she just seems very... Uh, she wants to put out music and just be like, leave me alone. And, and not have to deal with the the rigors that come with putting out music granted it be, or an album granted be the interviews to talking to people, all that type of stuff. She just kind of wants to put out the music and let the music stand on its own. But I can't really tell if it's her fault or if it's them or if it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I mean, it's tough in society to society too. Um, especially as a woman, um, you judge on everything, but the music sometimes. And so, um, I can see why she would want to do that. So, um, but it's also she has a cult now, so it's like anything you can. She drops a, a crumb and people go crazy. Yeah, um, what was I about to say? I forgot how how cold uh, Broken Clocks was. Man, I was going back through it, making that old what's the playlist? Were you man, listening to that Clocks yesterday? A smash, man, huh? Were you listening to that yesterday? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. It was a while. Um, I was gonna say you if you were listening to uh, Broken Clocks while you were while you were drunk, that's kinda crazy. Nah, nah. And bro, hey, broken clocks, uh, I, I feel like that shit will hit while you're drunk. No, it, it it'll hit, but not in a good way. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. Don't let it hit you in there. Oh, right. yeah. these... Come on, man. What? <laughs> Come on, what? Uh we got Steve Nash got hired by the Nets, man. Is that white privilege, man? <laughs> People saying it's white privilege, man. Is it white privilege? Man, I don't know. I've, I've I've gone back and forth with this. I feel like he would be a good coach. It's just I I feel a certain way when GMs start begging motherfuckers to take deals. Yeah. I just feel a certain way about it. It's like yeah. There's some people out here that will gladly do the job who have proven experience. It's just I, I I feel a way. But I also understand how point guards, old point guards, can seem like the perfect type of person to run a team or to, to be a head coach. I understand that. But uh, it makes me feel a certain type of way. I think the thing with the NBA, honestly, I won't say the NBA. The thing with coaching is it's funny. You like you have a resume and your your resume sometimes is important, but also at the same time, a resume can be unimportant because there are there have there have been coaches who are good and didn't get opportunities. There are coaches who have been bad, but continue to get opportunities or there are people who become coaches with no background who get the opportunities. So it's it's basically just all based on preference and who thinks what's best and what's it's a, it's a lot of factors into it. So I don't know if I'm going to say it's privileged because there have been other coaches who were um, hired without any experience. I just think the the conversation came from there weren't many black coaches who were brought into positions where they weren't going to a struggling team. And yeah. I think the only the only one who probably didn't was Ty Lue. But Ty Lue had uh, assistant coaching experience at that point. Oh, true. Yeah, because he was. But uh, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, 
I guess as a as a black coach, he was the first. He didn't. He was the the only one I can really think of who didn't have to go to a team that was rebuilding or take over a team that was rebuilding. Yeah, so Tyloo, I would put him as like, he paid his dues. So I, I I'm not a big fan of Tyloo, but I do think that he knows how to coach somewhat. Um, I mean, you look at Derek Fisher when he went to the Knicks, they were trash as fuck, and he they gave him a project and were just like, hey, go do this. I think Isaiah Thomas was the same. Uh, who else did it? Steve Kerr, he got one of the greatest teams of all time. Um, you know, he took over for Mark Jackson. I mean, but the thing I think with Steve Kerr is he knew how to balance personalities. And I think that's what you got to be able to do on some of these good teams. And I think that's what Steve Nash is going to have to do. Um, I feel this type of way because I feel like Jock Vaughn put the the work in for that. Like, he was coaching a team full of corpses uh, in the playoffs. And they were actually able to get some wins. So he showed that he can coach. Um, so I don't know. I I just felt the way that they begged this this man to come coach after Jock Vaughn put the work in and has proved that he can coach. If anything, have Steve Nash come in as assistant and shit. You give Jock one year, see what he do. If you don't like it, bring Steve Nash in. But I think ideally, no one wants to work under those conditions. Like if you if you even at a regular job, if they bring in somebody who's going to be under you, who you even have a a slight inkling that they could be the next one for your job, it, it's not going to make for a great working. It's not going to make for great working conditions. I mean, but that's like for Vogel um, right now. Uh, they got Jason Kidd waiting maybe. in the realms like, hey, you fuck up too bad <laughs> and we will bring this nigga kid in. <laughs> but I think I think we let's not. And this is why it's a, it's a tricky, tricky subject. I, I think we need those those black coaches who get those opportunities with those bad teams because it does. open. it's it's an, it's a door opening. It provides an opportunity. And a lot of the time we complain about not getting these opportunities sometimes you have to try to make the best out of a bad situation and i'm not i'm not complaining about them getting those like i i applaud Derek fisher when he got him for the nets i applaud jason kidd when he he got it with the bucks or the nets so i forgot which one he was with first um but it's just like when are we going to get these teams where we can start actually hooping with man like actually start building dynasties and stuff like that it always seems like we get the projects we coach them up to make them good then they bring in the white man to win the championship mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think but I, I think a lot of it has to do with organizations as well some of them just don't so for example if you look at golden state like every team isn't golden state golden state took a lot of drafting it took a lot of putting in, grinding, losing seasons. Um, and yes, Mark Jackson was a big part of that. And then they brought in Steve Nash. But how many of these coaches go to teams where they have a good foundation laid that can easily be built upon? Part of that problem is maybe it's the GM, maybe it's the owner, maybe it's the president who when when they look to draft or they look to build foundations or they look to make trades michael jordan they just break the they break the team down and they make it worse or they're small market so they're cheap and they just they can't keep a superstar 
Yeah, list. I mean, I'm just thinking uh, even outside the Warriors, I just look at other examples. You look at McMillan for the Blazers. Right once they got Terry Stotts, that's what I mean. Right once they get good and they start to hit a little stride, all right, we're gonna bring in Terry Stotts, and you know he getting all the credit for the playoffs. You look at the Raptors. Right once Dwayne Casey get them to the brink, all right, let's let's get some superstars in here. Let's you know let's go all in when Nick Nurse get there. So it's just like bro, and the same thing gonna happen to Indiana. Indiana next year, they gonna bring in some white person. And they gonna get the credit for how good McMillan got them to, and this this other dude he either gonna get lucky with with no injuries or whatever is gonna happen, but he's gonna get the credit for McMillan coaching them up. Do you do you not think um, that sometimes you do need kind of that fresh something, that fresh energy, that fresh voice in a room? Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm and, not gonna but, say all these people deserve to keep their job. McMillan definitely deserved to keep his job this year. I'm I'm not agreeing disagreeing with that. But but I think the good thing is you have players like Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, who were um very vocal about Mark Jackson's contributions to that that Warriors team once once they got that first championship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, that portion is very important moving forward. So even if you do have, um, like, so for example, if Kyle Lowry would have said, you know, we wouldn't be here without the way Dwayne Casey helped shape this roster. Those type of things help. You're not directly tied to the championship, but you have something on there. You're attached to it in some way, shape or form, which is, always positive and I think can be a benefit for you moving forward as a coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Uh, Donnie, you got anything else to say on it? Uh, nah, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what, uh, Steve Nash do. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking he'll do a bad job, but it's definitely going to be tough to, Manage KD and Kyrie because them niggas will turn on you in a second. (laughs) Man, you got a couple months, bro. If they ain't feeling you, boy, hey, it's been good. Yeah, but also I don't have a I don't have an issue with them trying to quote unquote beg him to come coach. Just just from a sense where sometimes you you know who has like a good basketball mind because I mean. If, if you know, rest in peace, if Kobe was still around, I 100% know there would have been teams calling him, begging him to come coach. Mm-hmm. The thing with Kobe is I think his, his uh, I wouldn't say attitude, his, uh, he was just too stark. And he, I think he was too intense. Steve oh, Nash yeah. is the right mix of like, he kind of super chill. And Kobe would be like smacking niggas in the locker room and shit. Like just it'll, it'll get a little crazy. As, as a pre- <laughs> as an owner or GM, if you see, if you know somebody has a, a good, strong basketball mindset, mm. you're going to try to chase them a little bit. Uh, Kobe, yeah. Kobe, 100 could not have been a coach. <laughs> no, like he, he would have ex- expected perfection <laughs> out of everyone, and it would have drove them crazy. Man, yeah. Yeah. worse. Uh, but. Uh, we got a prayer segment of the of this pie, man. Prayers to John Gray, man. He got caught cheating again, man. Uh, Why are we praying for him? 
Hey man, he can get that cheating demon out of him, man. <laughs> he obviously got a cheating demon in here. So, like the devil's working busy in overtime trying to get him caught up, man. Oh, that's a prayer to John Gray, man. So if if he just keeps doing it, is he's gonna keep publicly apologizing each time? Like how how is he getting yes. caught? I he, guess that's I protocol. <laughs> right. why, why do they keep letting put it in preach? the <laughs> put in the program? <laughs> is he is he the LeBron James of preachers? Uh, no, I think Joe Osteen is. No, LeBron I would say James. he has he has because there's no way. So he is he the Josh Gordon of preachers? Oh, they keep fucking up. Hell yeah, yeah. And 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 like, listen, the church could have just said, you know what, we're gonna get rid of you because we're not gonna keep doing this. But yes, <laughs> they keep. They keep him around. Didn't yeah. he buy a jet? Didn't he buy a Lambo for his wife after he cheated the first time? Just to I think so. Like with the church's money. Yeah, man. Oh, I it's it's a folks. reason. It's a reason these churches been kind of flaky to me, man. I, I I just don't like the way they move it. Like that's not to say I don't I don't believe that you you're not a good Christian if you cheat because this is hella niggas to cheat. But I I just feel like they moving fraud, man. They telling you to do one thing and they they out here canoodling with everybody they want to. It's just it's just nasty, man. It's a lot of nasty men in that pulpit. Hey, fam, if if you're gonna take my money, the least you can do is not cheat. Yeah, why you giving me the word? That's the least you can do. And, I'm literally and, paying and, for your jet. Maybe once, <laughs> cool. Three times, listen, just leave. We understand. <laughs> One of you needs to leave. That's real, man. Uh, I, I had somebody else I need to pray for. I forget who it was. Uh, Yourself. Yeah, definitely pray for myself. Oh, praying for Rihanna, man. She got in a uh, motor scooter accident. I seen the bruises. This shit was crazy. One of the electric ones. Yeah, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, they said she she recovering though, so it looked pretty bad. Well, it didn't look that bad, but I, I uh, face looks swollen. I ain't like that. Yeah, we don't need no celebrities on any electric uh, electric scooters, no planes, no helicopters. Twenty twenty is wild, man. I don't want no, nothing else to happen. Mm. Uh, also, That's praise a lot. To, those scooters uh, are fun. Uh, I've never rode one before. Get- those might get, get Don- one after this. Dona. Dona. Yeah, wait, you never got on one? I've never got on one. Bro, those those things are once you get the hang of it, those things are those things are fun. What if a dude like pulled up to you like in the street and like beeped twice and told you to hop on? <laughs> what? <laughs> would you get on like if you wanted to get on one, would you like get on it? Damn, Bro, hell no. No, I, I, if I will get my own. <laughs> Beep twice. I will, I will, I will, I will get my own. No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna lie. When I was in um, where was I? When I was in Portland, and it was it was literally right after we recorded the pod, so I was a little tipsy. I just left mm-hmm. my part. I left, I left the hotel, went and hopped on the scooter, and I just drove around the city for like 20 minutes. Just wow, like a place you would ride on scooter. Did you have a flannel? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did I have a flannel? No, I wore flannel the next day though. No, I didn't shit. have a flannel when I was, but but it's worth it. It's very much worth it. You get a thrill. It's like, oh, it's a little risky. Shout out to all the women in Portland, man. I'm gonna look y'all up on IG soon. Uh, prayers also to Salento, man. Did y'all hear about that Salento story? <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw a little bit of it. Is that his name? I thought it was Silento. I don't know how to pronounce it. It might be silent though. <laughs> but apparently, I don't know. He's like maybe thirty, maybe. 
30 something? I thought he was younger than that. I thought he was younger. No, I thought he was like right on the cusp of 30. What, what song did he make again? Uh, Whip the Nene? Oh, the Whip the Nene? Well, yeah. Wait, hold on. Fam, no. Damn. There's no way he's no, 30. God, he can't be 30 if he made Whip. He, he looked 30 in the uh, mugshot. Let <laughs> me look at how this nigga looking now. He looks strung out. But anyway, this nigga went into two strangers' houses with a machete looking for his girlfriend. Thank God he didn't find her because... Oh, he's 22, my bad. Uh, okay. Where'd you get 30? Man, I thought he was 30. I thought I read 30 on the... Uh, he looked 30 in the story. face. Yeah, and he God did the 30. Damn. Me, sir. But yeah, he was arrested uh, after he did this, and he was charged with uh, assault with a deadly weapon. How did you was get it, a, was charged it the with right assault with a deadly wrong weapon? It was the wrong house. It was a stranger's house. Jesus. Come on, bro. See, I'm a little confused, because how, did, how would he... N- I guess he if he knew what dude looked like, he could mm. he could have easily be like, oh my bad. Again, like, yeah, I guess. Oh, but like if he didn't, yeah, like a if lot he could have went just, wrong. If he just thought his girl was at just cheating and he went into a house, and then with the machete, I just would have assumed he just started like, would start wilding out. What the fuck do you get a hatchet from? Oh, that's some sick shit. Costco. Costco hatchets. <laughs> no, man, you gotta be a true savage to try to hatchet somebody to death, man. That's some biblical shit. Oh, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that Silento. How, how do you let that man? That was a big song, though. I could see how this nigga got lost in the sauce. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> it was on one. No, but when you have everyone doing that song, like when you have like 60 year old white women doing that shit. Yeah, you took it to another level, man. I feel like all those news reporters love to whip it, Nene. <laughs> so they cool. So they down with the blacks. Uh, Damn. That's fucked up. Y'all tuning into that Wendy Williams biopic? Fuck no. Huh? So Wendy Williams biopic in, in uh Why? what's name so I don't know, but old girl from the Oval, she in it. I don't who? Oh, girl from the Oval. That's all the Perry show. I've never seen an episode of the Oval. She was in uh she was in something else though. What the fuck? Uh, I don't remember. But yeah, I'm not watching. I don't I don't, nah, I don't really care about Wendy Williams' life like that. I don't either. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh Dr. Umar said blacks need to stop spending all their money on slave food like grits, and we'll have over nineteen million dollars to donate to his school. <laughs> Well then, um, wait, yo, wait, do you, do you have a complete list of the slave foods? Yeah, you yeah, said like mean. grits and cornmeal or some shit. Grits, cornmeal, chitlins. Yo, calling them slave foods is crazy. I mean, I mean, I can see it, but I don't think that's enough. I don't. I don't see where nineteen million is coming from. Damn, also, I'm also. I'm not giving it to to you. Your like, imaginary ass school. Here's the thing: who in their budget allocates maybe three dollars for grits? And it's like I'll send this to Umar this week. <laughs> My kids don't need this Quaker Oats grits. This week. Like imagine, imagine your quick pay. Just you get lines from Zell. Just says grits. You got two hundred fifty lines of grits. <laughs> oh man. Is that school still not open? 
No, it's not even a concept right now. <laughs> oh shit! This nigga bullshit, bro. He's been talking about that shit for years. That nigga using that money to get dashikis <laughs> and to pay his cell phone bill. Talking about hello, monster. And fuck Umar, man. Oh, man. Only thing Umar is good for is memes. <laughs> like he should probably oh, uh, make a meme account and sell it, like uh, they did Daquan uh, earlier this week. Did y'all see that shit? When was Asian? Yeah, the Daquan account. I guess it's an account on uh, Instagram named Daquan. This shows how much black people know about this shit. But uh, he, like. They it, it buddy wasn't even black, the the owner of the Daquan account. And he just posts like popular videos from around the internet. And he sold it for $85 million this week. Oh what? Yeah. Um, what's his name, Daquan? No, he's some Asian dude. Hold on. Okay, see, I didn't judge because I was like, maybe he was just an Asian dude named Daquan. But oh, oh. 85 million? He, yeah, yeah. this thing got 15 million followers. God damn. That's a 900k uh, for entertainment money. Oh, what? but he said he, he confirmed he is black. And she like, make him. <laughs> he did a 23 and me. <laughs> he confirmed it? Hey, hold on. He did a 23 and me. He says, I'm a 23 year old Ethiopian who lives in Calgary, Canada. Nigga, you ain't black. <laughs> come on, should, man. Hey, should we do um? Should we do a twenty three and me? No. Should we, should we find out our roots? I'll never do twenty three and me. Them shit. I'm telling you, man. It's, Apple is gonna find a way to inquire them things, and they're gonna dish out clones of us. I'm so not even playing. You're you're afraid they're gonna take your spit and make mm-hmm. a clone? Yes. I'm afraid they're gonna bring slavery back, and then if you're a descendant of a slave, you gotta go back into slavery. Huh? So you you at sixty five percent? Okay, back back to back to the fields. Hey, back to it. I'm telling you, bro, they're finna do something crazy with our DNA. It'll be no, crazy we, we, how between clone donor and regular donor based on the shirt. <laughs> oh my god! So just getting hella saucy on this clone and shit. But uh, it'll be crazy being a slave with like modern technology and shit. That's not slavery. You, you're not a slave if you have Wi-Fi. Yeah, you know, it'll be like our jobs. Yeah, <laughs> you got to you got to run your slave on a social media account. Hey, another day on the plantation. Master, you got fifty-three likes a day. <laughs> the thing is, you gotta be like, look at the amenities. You see the couch. <laughs> I brought up the metrics for you, master. <laughs> you get three three square meals a day. Three square meals a day. We go crazy. We do that. It's like what? You got a plantations baddie account? <laughs> a curly curly plantation baddies account. Imagine imagine having to run that account, but you have to do it like you're you you're your owner. <laughs> Oh shit, but just start stop it's typing hella racist shit. <laughs> uh, I would want to see the hashtags. <laughs> oh, oh that's man, I was about up. to make a horrible joke. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, you, you two for two. 
This country is fucked up. Hey, we had it there if niggas don't vote, man. Get out and vote. Uh, anybody care about now? What running a slave master's uh social media account? That'd be nuts. That would be a that'd be a fire Chappelle skit. Not yeah. in twenty twenty, but in like in two thousand ten. Yeah, is anybody uh is anybody getting that uh Travis Scott McDonald's meal? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, yeah, I've been. Man. I needed a reason to get McDonald's because I I just don't eat McDonald's, and I feel like there's a good reason. So y'all still crave McDonald's from time to time. When I mean, when like was the last time? You, when was the last time you had McDonald's? About a year, maybe half a year ago. It's been a while. See, for me, it's, I know it's been a long time. So I'm like, I kind of, I kind of want it sometimes, but I'm like, I don't. Yeah, they fry still top tier. This isn't gonna push me over there, but I get yeah. it. Uh did y'all no, see the meal? The um it's a cactus jack meal. It's uh, a quarter pounder with bacon and lettuce, and you get barbecue sauce with your fries, pretty much. That's what it is. So sound like sound like a nigga. Sound like a nigga meal to me. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I always get barbecue sauce with my fries, so I've been getting the cactus jack the whole time. Um you yeah, I saw I saw them flipping the um the staff shirts for like six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. God damn! Bro, you yeah, I can't how wait. Cold it would be for everything you come out with, niggas. Just flip it and like the value is like triple. That's not even triple value. That's like because that McDonald's shirt can't cost more than six dollars to produce. All right, let's be clear. That's yeah. not, there is no. There's no. That's you got that. They got that for free. So that's yeah. like basically six hundred times what they were given. Yeah. So that shit is nuts. I think Yay, Travis, who else has the power to do some shit like that? I don't think Jay Z does. Um, for like um, for like merch. Uh, yeah. For it to uh, go through the roof like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Ye Ye and Ye Travis is probably the only ones. Ooh, uh, can, can, I think Kendrick could do it. Like if he did like that Nike shit he did before. Yeah, I did think the Nike shit shoes really sell like that? I don't know. I, 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 I wasn't telling them. Yeah. I, I the thought it went crazy on the reason. The shoes though. did. The oh, shoes. Oh, yeah, it was Cortez. Um, I'm trying to think. It, it definitely has to be an artist who isn't, who's very low. I mean, because anything Travis Scott just put his, puts his name on just does numbers. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, the Kylie uh, factor helped with that too. Um, and his shit just—no, I mean like his brand. And, and his shit like looks fire for the yeah. most part, especially the shoes. Like it just—it they look cold. And I think that's also a big thing. Everything that he seems to put out looks fire. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a good eye for that shit. Yeah, maybe even did Drake's when 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 Drake released those Jordans a minute ago. How did those do? Oh, those those were gone instantly. Drake could Drake could do it. If yeah, Drake yeah, got, Drake got with Taco Bell, nah, it would go crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, bitches would be uh, women. Guy, everyone will be lining up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, did y'all play that new 2K yet? Nah, no. 
fan. What they on the storyline, man? Oh, you I haven't the, played it, but I, I've been uh, seeing it. Yeah, I saw Jesse Williams in that bitch. No, yeah. it, it was the thing about if you you have an f- argument with your white girlfriend and then yeah they got they got you dating a white girl and if you if you don't apologize to her after the argument you have to drop out of school and declare for the draft. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? It's nuts, bro. I was like, bro, in this year in twenty twenty, you gonna have me dating this random white girl, and she not even cold. She looked like fucking. Some chick you'll meet at Claire's or some shit. <laughs> She's threatening me in my career. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that's kind of too on point. I feel like they're trying to do. They're trying to set up his career. I just thought no, just you gotta got you gotta drop out of school. And no, but I thought well, my thing was I thought they had an argument. It was like, do you go fix it or? Yeah, if you not, don't apologize to her, then you you gotta drop out of school and see, the I, draft. And it wouldn't appear like I they didn't. I guess people didn't know that was the option. It was just like apologize or no, mm-hmm. and it was like no. And then all of a sudden he was like, "I'm leaving school." And I was like, "Wait, why are you yelling this in the hallway?" <laughs> That's your response to a breakup. If I don't got my white girl, I'm not staying. <laughs> I'm out of here. Nigga playing this Pat Mahomes and shit. Uh, hey, this nigga NLE Chopper is bored as fuck, man. I, I don't know what this nigga is doing. Uh, this nigga like starting gardens, and today I saw this nigga on a video. He was like fire bending or some shit. I don't know what he was doing. He he, he was acting like he was controlling the fire, and I was like, uh, bro, get this nigga some business, bro. Oh wait, you didn't see where he said you're gonna stop rapping about violence? I saw that shit too. He said he can. He was going. He's going to stop rapping about violence. Ah. Uh. He can stop rapping about whatever he wants to. That, that ain't gonna make me enjoy it. <laughs> Real shit. I was about to say, I, ain't li- I don't listen to shit from this nigga. Yeah. I'm, Walk him down is an eye tongue, but it's just like, outside of that, like, that nigga's fucking uh, take case ADHD ass. I didn't, know, I didn't know he was like 17. Yeah, yeah that nigga young as fuck. He a hotel too. What? He a hotel. Man, that's worse. 17 yeah. years old. Now you got all these hotel ass theories about like not wearing mask and not having to wear sunscreen and all that shit. He's he, he a wild boy, man. Uh, Do you wear sunscreen? No, I don't wear sunscreen. But I mean, I'm probably supposed to. Yeah, that's the thing. They always say you're supposed to. Yeah. I never did. It's just that our skin cancer, our skin cancer, uh, uh, what do you call it? Occurrences are way lower than rates are way lower than white people. Do you just assume your lotion has already has sunscreen in it? No, I just know I'm I'm part of the original man. So, and also you don't tan. Facts, hey man. So you don't. It, it's different if you don't tan. Yeah, okay. we just <laughs> yeah. They said uh, you supposed to like. Did y'all see them videos where niggas like opening up they a whole shit and just letting the sun soak in their shit? Excuse you. What? <laughs> what? What? Y'all didn't see the videos? Opening the whole what? Yeah, don't, don't, don't talk to me like this. The whole what? Look up perennial, per, perennial sunbathing. 
Nah, fam, you need please, to tell me. Please be more specific with your words. <laughs> you have to tell me what the fuck. I ain't typing that shit. <laughs> Look up Peridium sunbathing. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, that's gotta be. The sick. way you described that was 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 grotesque. I'm gonna drop a. I'm gonna drop a pick in a in a grill. Why? Please you said they do were. That. Don't do that. Were, Don't do it. You, you said they were opening it up so the sun could hit it. <laughs> yeah, it ain't. It ain't like it ain't graphic, but. It's, I don't know what you're talking about. What are they opening up? <laughs> Fred, you're gonna see in this pick, dog. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't want. I don't want a mystery. I'm good. Nah, it's in there. Oh shit! What's what's what's, 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 what's on the dock? Yeah, all right, I see Okay, yo, you. Uh, hey, fam, it's a what, thing, bro. You've been in Atlanta too long. <laughs> I've been in Atlanta. Uh, but nah, um, was I don't know how we got on that. Was you <laughs> honestly? Um, what else? Anybody watching New Power? No. I haven't. I'm, I, I haven't feel like either. I'm gonna watch it though. And that, I wasn't in I no think. rush, man. I, I don't even know if I want to dive in and get that, you know, get sucked into that whole pause. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't you watch it? I'm not. No, I'm. I'm, I'm not watching it unless. No, I'm not. I'm not watching it. I'm. I'm fully good with not watching that show. They got Paige Hurd on there, and she she been a cutie, man. So. Come on now, let's talk about it. Let's, Wait, let's that's talk about it. Everybody hate Chris girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn! I didn't know she was still acting. Yeah, she like the uh, love interest. Like, well, she gonna become the love interest or some shit. I might. Uh, I might. I might. That might be a reason. But nah, she might. I'm not. She might. She might make me tune in, man. Uh, I didn't even finish the shot. I don't even know how that shit ended. I stopped after like episode Damn, four. I forgot how that shit ended, but I watched the I watched the, it, ending. the ending. The last episode was terrible. So, yeah, uh, I think that's what I remember. Um, but um, anybody know anything about this parent? These parents beating a kid in a garage. I heard. Of, is that with that father? Yeah, the thing was the dad. Yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of it. That shit looked fucked up. I didn't see the video. I just saw the pictures of it. Yeah, um, I didn't. That shit looked. It, yeah, it looked too wild for me to watch. So I, I didn't know if y'all had seen it or know, known anything about it. But they beat their kid in the garage. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's what it, it seems like. What kind of What's this? Huh? Was this a black beating or a white beating? A black beating. Ah, ooh. It wasn't from those pictures. That shit did not look good at all. Uh, it's kind of differentiate those things. It's hard to look at. It's yeah. hard to look at. Dude, dude's a uh, like you know. Yeah, you you belong in hell, bro. Straight up. I don't even got to see the video. That's just not. Nah, bro. Yeah, you dropped the video. Um, huh? This is on social media. Yeah, he dropped the video afterwards, kind of explaining what happened. I guess she was stealing or did something or ran away or something. Uh, but yeah, I can watch that video, man. It, it just like just starting from it, it it looked kind of wild. Um, even before all the the shit started happening, she looked like she was like uh, traumatized and like a lot of shit had been happening beforehand. So, um, that's a whole nother conversation about beating your kids and shit that I, I don't really want to go into. But uh, maybe another week. Uh. I think that's about it for oh my last one was um 
I've been saying, have y'all seen that uh these clips making their way on the timeline about like the uh what is it, Real Housewives of Huntsville? Oh my goodness. Yo, I, I started that show this week. Uh it's and uh is Buddy like the king of misogyny or are they just making him out to seem like that? No, he really feels that way. Like he no. really is because he was like, y'all pay the bills. Like, you have to stay home. So, because she, there was a point where she was like, yeah, you know, I basically have my realtor license. I kind of want to do a part-time. And he was like, no, we had an agreement. Like, you were going to stay home and I was going to work and that's that's what we we're going to do. And she was like, yeah, but I, I need to, I want to do some things outside of the house. Like, I need that. And he was like, she was like, what did you think was going to happen when I got my license? He was like, I just thought it was a hobby. I thought you were going to get him. We were going to say yay, and then that was going to be it. And I was like, ah, I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buddy uh, was complaining about her leaving the kids home with him and shit. I was like, bro, that's your kids. No, <laughs> like, what are you talking okay. about right now? <laughs> I'm, what are you doing? It's Why okay would she to, do this? It's okay to complain, but to say, yo, you're being irresponsible leaving them with me, mm. that's when it gets like, okay, what? Yeah, and that I mean that brought up. I know uh, I saw a lot of conversation on the timeline about dads um, not really being good parents, and somebody was like, "Yeah, dads don't know like their primary care physicians, uh, and a whole bunch of like my primary care physician." For my yeah, and that that that's what I was gonna ask y'all. I was like, "Is it them not being good parents?" Or is it just like because y'all all seen like those Jimmy uh was it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon where they got the dads on there and then they ask some questions about the kids oh, yeah. and they're just like yeah. I don't know like yeah is that being a bad dad or is that just like because you don't handle that stuff normally in in y'all relationship I mean because there's plenty of dads that do handle that stuff. But if if your role is not to be that person for your child, then you just don't know that information. I mean, like uh, if you, on the Jimmy Fallon stuff, I don't think they were asking those type of questions. Well, no, yeah, they were asking like birthdays and oh, like it was it was certain stuff that I was just like, dog, you don't know your child's birthday. Uh, but I mean, it's just you know sometimes as an adult, so I'm not giving them excuses, but sometimes you just you know. Keep moving and you, you forget about shit. And especially especially if you got like a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. Like if you if you got a whole bunch of kids and you're old, you're not gonna you you're gonna forget some shit. Like you've like 45, 50, you got three or four kids. You you gonna you gonna mess around and mix them up. Yeah. So I mean that goes gonna be things I don't remember or I don't know. Yeah. I just I just you just gotta accept it. No, but that, I mean, that goes to the main point that uh, I was going to ask. I was just saying, because I saw somebody saying pretty much like, if you don't know your child's like primary care, like their teacher's names and stuff like that, then you should be paying your uh, baby mom's child support. Oh, no. Okay. We don't, so we, listen, let's not talk about that account. That's that's one of those those accounts. Uh, you said let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, that's that's one of those accounts. Like you, uh, just, I just ignore that account. Yeah, I mean, but it, it brings up a question of our dads not doing enough. Do they not know enough about their child? Like somebody asked, um, in the same kind of vein, they were like, 
because uh, it was it was plenty of like women defending uh, saying like hey my dad is amazing but he doesn't know this stuff and some one girl said yeah my my husband is a great husband he doesn't know this stuff either and people like were jumping in her comments saying no he's useless um because like if your child has like a medical emergency he doesn't know what primary to take her to and stuff like that and i was just like she has a phone <laughs> like, i mean he has a phone like he can just hey what's her what's her name or he can look it up like and i was just like i don't know like i understand where you're coming from but i don't i wouldn't call somebody useless because they don't know that information off the top of their head yeah um I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's. It's definitely things that slip between the cracks, and unless you kind of handle those things, you might not know. Like I said, I don't. I don't know for myself, and I'm one of pers- one person for responsible for just for me. Yeah. So, if I ever yeah. felt like I was in those situations, I would just call the person who I figured would have the answer and go from there which you should be able to do yeah and i I think that women overall are more observant to a lot of a lot of stuff and i mean it's just i wouldn't say it's in their nature but i mean i guess it's different if if you are you there are you present for those interactions like if i'm if i'm at work and you are the one to take this person to take the kid to this appointment, you you're going to have a better understanding and a better rapport. And than me, this is natural. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the knowing it off the top of your head is not even important. I think it's just as long as you have the ability to get the information when you need it, like no, no one's just going to remember these type of things off off the top of their dome. I mean, birthdays are different, but like insurance, primary physician, like like you said, sometimes I'll be forgetting that shit for myself. But as long as you're able to get that information, you know what I'm saying? As long as you have the ability to, I mean, if they're on your insurance, all that information is right there for you to look up. So, I mean, as long as you can get access, you good to me. That's, that's what I believe. Yeah, so I guess that's where we're gonna leave it. Um, let's get into music. Unless y'all got another topic y'all want to talk about before we get into music. Uh, I think I'm good. I think uh, it's been a week, but I think. Oh, do we need to talk about the uh, Richard Jefferson, Scotty Pippen, Jay Williams? Giannis uh, comment. Giannis comment. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think it's just short and sweet. It's just like they fucking out of their mind if they think Giannis is Scotty Pippen. Are they though? Yes, <laughs> very much so. Why do you say that? Giannis, Giannis averaged 30, 30, 15, and what, eight or six or something like that? Do you, Scotty okay, Pippen so couldn't do, dream of averaging that. Okay, I guess I guess in the sense of Scotty, it's he's not the number one, he's the number two. Do you think Giannis would thrive as a number two as opposed to number one? No. Giannis is the best player on that. If he gets some shooters, yes, he no, would no, thrive. No. I, and I guess not necessarily even on that team, just in general. Like if, no, if he I, had I think a, Giannis needs the ball in his hand to be Giannis. 
which I, I kind of think he could still do as a number two. But his his main game is in transition downhill to the basket, mm-hmm. which maybe as a number two could be beneficial because that's not a strong suit kind of at certain points when you're trailing or if you're playing a good team that's really good with like three-point shooting. So, I mean, I can't, I, he, yes, maybe partially, but I don't know. It's, it's honestly, he's an open His bait. problem is that he has the worst team ever for a number one seed. Maybe except no. for the Hawks. Mm, no. What? Once ever? No. Ever. No. no. It's not the worst no. number one no. seed ever. No. no. Even the Hawks are not even that bad. No. Le- who, who had a worse team? Has some, yeah, some, LeBron some, had some, some terrible one seeds. Okay, name name the name the year and tell me who he had on his team that, that was worse than this. I would say 2003, 2000. Was it was the year before the year he left? Didn't they have the one seed? I'm gonna look at Le- 2003. Well, uh fuck. What what year was that? No, two thousand. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand got to five or six, or seven, eleven. Like yeah, it's close to the end of the decade. Uh, two thousand nine, right? Okay, so this two, this this two thousand nine two thousand ten team had Daniel Gibson, Danny Green, JJ Hickson, uh, Elgalskis, Cedric Jackson, Darnell Jackson, Antoine Jameson, Kobe Carl, Jamario Moon. Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Parker, Leon Poe, Sebastian Telefair, Anderson Virgil, Delonte West, Jawad Williams. And what Mo year was Lee. this? Oh nine, oh ten. Yeah, that's that's way. Was that a number one? Worse in there. Yes, that's way worse. They well, okay. Well, my, I could be wrong. They finished first. No, nah, the they wasn't number one. What, what seed were they? Oh, hold on. Because they finished 61 and 21 and they had the first, they were first in the central. Uh, hold on. I'm looking right now. But that's a, that's a really bad team. Like that's, that's, oh, yeah, they were number one. 2010 was number one. Uh, that's a really bad team. That's they though. I mean, you, you looking yeah. at in the pretext of what those players, turned out to be no at that point LeBron was averaging what 30 Mo Williams was giving you 16 Antoine Jameson was giving you 16 Shaq was giving you 12 like that's still an alright team okay but you you can you can look at that Bucks team and get comparables Chris Middleton is gonna give Middleton is alright Middleton is alright and especially after last game like he can show he can be good look at it look at it from a sense where the Bucks have a better bench than this this Cleveland team does. That's that's debatable. Like it's hard to it's hard to compare old squads because like after maybe five years out, ten years of stretching it, it's hard to compare those teams because we're not familiar with their production. It's it's Middleton is going to give you buckets. Bledsoe is going to give you buckets. Bledsoe is just it's just super mid now. But, but he's but he's gonna give you at least ten. You're gonna get at least ten from Bledsoe. The bench is nice. They got Kyle Corver coming off the bench. Um, 
They have both Lopez's, so you're gonna get some production there. They have, but the thing is, when we when we say people like that, like when we say Corver and the Lopez brothers, we think of their optimal production. We're not thinking of what they are now, and that's the problem with comparing these teams. Because when we think of the old teams, we think of what they ended up being. But I guess it's I and like at one time Mo Williams was a great player or a good player at least. But when we think of Mo Williams, we gonna think of he was trash. No, I think I think you get he gets a little bit of both, but Ilgowskis is the same way. At no, no, this point, no, Ilgowskis was an all star. No, he he's he's solid. But if you look at like Antoine Jameson after he left the Wizards, wasn't really on. No, no. Year year seventeen, Shaq in Cleveland was he was a body. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, even if to, even to compare this team to them and it being somewhat fairly similar, it's hard to compare them. It's in in recent history. This maybe maybe that's that's a better comparison. In recent history, Giannis has the worst number one seed. In the in the in the era where you have to have two or three. Go to guys. Giannis doesn't have that. Giannis has Chris even, Middleton. I don't even think this is. I don't think this is worse than the Hawks. I think this team is worse Hawks than the was, Hawks. Hawks is underachieved. You got Josh Smith, Cal Corver in a prom. Uh, you got Joe Johnson in his prom. You got Bibby. You got uh, who's the center? On the Hawks, uh, Al Horford. Horford in his prom. Like it, it was a, a solid at Jeff Teague. Like they had a, a whip, they just didn't get it done. Mm. I mean, if you if you if you place it as the one seed, my thing is, I think that people are saying that Giannis is better suited as a two because of what's going on in this Heat series. Without just saying that the Heat just have a better team. They have a team better fit up for winning. Than I mean, I think, I think right now, um, I mean, he's his his game is not where it should be. His game mm, is not what he's a back to back MVP. What I will say is his game is not what it needs to be for these type of games. And we, we've I seen think their team time. game is not where it needs to be because they rely on him too much just to say, "Hey, give the ball to Giannis and let Giannis well, do his thing." So what what I would say is, I like I think he just needs, and this this will just come with time. Like he'll get a better jump shot. Hopefully, he'll stretch his game out from doing more than just going downhill to the basket. I don't think just, that needs to happen. I think their team does. game See, needs it, to be different. You're not gonna tell Kareem Abdul Giannis is damn near seven foot tall. You're not gonna tell Kareem he needs to shoot outside jumpers. So, but my thing is, he has to, and sometimes it's not about you making it. You just need to make it a threat. You need. Why, to, you need. Why team, though? You need He's team. seven feet tall. So okay. So my thing is, if you make teams think that you will pull up a mid range, that will up your assists and that'll up your points. Just because if it's if I pump fake and go to the basket, I can kick out, or he's long enough to where he can just dunk it. But you need to be able to have that threat there that I, shows you at least make it seem like you will actually pull that shot. 
I don't think he needs to have that. I think his team, he needs to be surrounded by and, teammates. That and can I do think that. my thing is he's, he is Giannis is at this point is very much an injury away from things changing. Nah, he's too big. No, I, if, if, okay. So if he, Giannis unquote, is not like blowing past niggas or like, no, like I explosive, think, like being hell of explosive. Giannis is as long as fuck. No, but when I say an injury away, like quote unquote, say he tore his ACL, that's going that that would impact his. Uh, you would think that would impact his game. Nah, with a seven three wingspan, I just, nah, I just nah. think as a player, you have to go into your offseason addressing your weaknesses, and we know shooting is his weakness. So I think it would just make sense. Like he's been working on his threes, it would make sense for him to kind of gradually bring it in and work on that mid-range because yes, teams might not respect you out from the beginning, but if you can prove that you can make the open ones, that will that will open up your repertoire for to get you easier dunks, layups, whatever it is that you want to do at the basket. I'm not saying he needs to lean on it that. heavily. I just think that it's an it's a door that if you open it, it makes it easier for you to do the things that you are strongest at. I mean, yes, it would make it easier, but I I, I don't think that that's why they're losing. I think that the, oh, no, no, it's no, no, easy no, to no. game plan versus them because be, they rely so much on Giannis. They don't say, hey, Chris Middleton, take over. They don't say Eric Blesso, take over. They say, hey, let's all sit here and watch Giannis do what he do. And they can't they need, win like that because you can game plan for that. They need they need another uh, a shot creator. They don't yeah, have because one. Because look at how their offense thrive when Giannis went out. Because Middleton finally got in his head where like, hey, I need to actually play like a superstar instead of just sitting around watching Giannis drive to the hole. Yeah, no, they they, they need a um, they need somebody who can create their own shot for sure. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be interesting to to see. Um, one thing about the playoffs is I know it, like no matter what happens, people get like super like people were calling uh, Siakam mid, and I'm like. What are y'all talking like? Do you watch Siakam play? Like that nigga is a, a, a star. Like he can play. I mean, he definitely got to work on his moves. Like even when you're watching him, you see that he relies on that spin move like heavy. Like if it's not spin move, he he not really gonna do nothing. But he, he that nigga can play. And no matter how it goes with the loss, the playoffs is you gonna get some hot takes. So uh, I don't know, man. Let's let's get into music real fast before we get out of here. Um. I want to start with the music videos that came out this week or the albums. Is there a video you want to talk about? Uh, we got the scissor video. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. No, <laughs> oh, my luck. I didn't even know I she was danced. scared and turned on at the same time. I didn't, I didn't know she danced. Yeah, she was she she was hitting them bitches hard. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like she yeah, like she yeah, that was a dope video, man. That shit was I could dope say it, all the round. I could say it hit different. No, but that song was dope, man. I, I think she came out the way she needed to. That was the lead single right there. Is it two different songs or is it just one? It was two different songs. Okay, okay. I, I got confused by that. She bringing Jabos back, man. I've been waiting for the straps to come back, oh, man. I'm mad. I'm mad. That, that low-key made me upset because I've been talking about slim-fit Jabos for like the past year and a half, and everybody thought I was crazy. Mm. 
I feel like Slim Fit Jabot is like some 2K my player type shit. Uh, I need that. I need that. Like you get them, you, so you buy them regular, but like get them tailored. I'm I'm trying to think of how that would look. Horrible. No, I don't, I don't know, man. Hold on, let me see. Slim Fit Jabot's that would look trash. That, that shit don't sit. No. That don't sit right with me, bro. Something's up with that. <laughs> it's so you want you want. I mean, listen, I'm not mad at the baggies, but. No, slim the the uh with a nice tailor, have them brought in a little bit. That's they some St. Louis that. chicken head oh, couture. Like I, 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 I ain't rocking no slim foot. I'm gonna drop this pick right now so y'all can get a visual of. Wait, somebody actually you mocked us up? <laughs> no, this was with a mock up. Uh, <laughs> they don't look bad. Is this an actual thing? Yes. Alright, well, yeah, this is a different different style than I was thinking. I was thinking like skinny type. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't want to. I wouldn't want supposed to put the last the the elastic or whatever is around my whole calf. Yeah, and I was getting a uh, different picture of what these straps would look like. I thought they was like the little super spaghetti thin straps um, when you would go into like a, a smaller pants. So no, you no, you take regular ones and just like a tailor them. Yeah, no, these these look decent. These look like some fucking uh, pants Quavo would wear or some shit. <laughs> no, that's what I want. I, I want the slim fit Jabos. Hey, holla, Meredith Frankos or whatever her name is, Jabot. Holla at LCs, man. Give them a slim foot. Hook them up. Uh, but overall, niggas fucking with the song. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dope. dope. Solid. Which one y'all like better, the second song or the first one? Oh, the first. Yeah, I like the. Uh, yeah, I like the first. I mean, we only got the snippet of the second one, right? It wasn't like yeah. it was it the whole thing. Uh, listen, anytime you get the the, the top parsley, it's a win. Yeah, I couldn't understand what the fuck she was saying. Uh, that would be Can my you critique. Yeah, Can you ever? I was like, "What the hell is being said here?" I don't know, like, if I should be feeling away or no. What? Then, then, <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" She sexy. Was she butt ass naked or she she had some shit on? I don't yeah. know. I think she was. I think she was. I don't. know. I like to think so. Uh, pop star video. DJ Khaled, Drake, uh, mm. randomly Justin Bieber. Feeling it? No. It was cool. It was cool to me. Uh, I think if this video style and like the whole concept dropped when Justin Bieber was cool, Justin Bieber, it would have hit a lot better. Now he's kind of washed up, Justin Bieber. I just think yeah. the song didn't hit either. Yeah, the song didn't me. To me, so, so it, it didn't have the if it had it been a better song, then yes, but no, the song didn't really hit either. So, bro, when he goes into like it can be a good song, but it, it just like when he goes into the shit about I want to die a peaceful death, surrounded by my loved ones and shit. It's just like I don't want. Why is that in the song? It doesn't even flow well with the song. But he also gives Khaled his mid. That's bro. That's big facts. He gave him a nice little skit in the beginning. Honey, honey, yeah. honey. <laughs> what, what y'all making of the uh, heart part? In his hair? Yeah. Uh, I get it. No, please don't. Please, no one else do that. 
<laughs> oh no, I you feel like I might really have to no do one it since I'm down with CLB. Nah, you can't do that. You can't do it. I feel like in CLB, niggas gotta start giving each other cheek kisses. All right, next one. Uh, drop next, the, <laughs> drop the album, Drake. <laughs> hey, for real, drop the album. It's about time. Uh, uh, what else? I know it was another video. I'm, I'm tweaking on the last video. Uh, we'll come back to it. Albums: Detroit Two, Big Sean. Uh, I don't know. One of y'all start. <laughs> Uh, I I didn't really have that uh, big of a problem with this album. Um, it's a lot of songs, uh, so it could have been trimmed. It could have been trimmed to a lot better album. Um, I don't know if it was just me for some reason when I listen to this album just straight through, it sounds like I'm listening to it on shuffle. It's just I feel like some of the songs could have been placed in different parts, but. Other than that, I feel like it was an okay album to me. I'm not mad at it. I'm not hyped about it. Mm. Yeah, th- to me, this was like a safe ass wear your helmet when you cross the street ass album. Like I, it was like a, a, a silly ass like let me throw this on while my mama in the car on music, bro. I don't, I don't. This didn't do anything what? for me, bro. <laughs> Make it sound like a chance album. Wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean throw it on when your mom's in the car music? Bro, it's like some like I'm on different waves and chakras with my girl and we both have positive energy. Like I'm not trying to hear that shit. Zen the f- even like the I, bro, this is uh, I, I I hesitate to call it trash. Do you want but, them to break up? No, I, I, well, we're gonna talk about that later. Uh <laughs> but the album was not terrible. It wasn't bad, but I probably would never listen to any of these songs again. I didn't save one song, and I probably would never listen to. Wait, any of these songs not again. a single one. Not a single one. Okay, did you did you ever finish the the um, cipher? Hell no. Why? Cause the shit was trash. <laughs> After, I can't listen to Detroit niggas. They they are garbage. They are horribly garbage. Except for Forty Two Doug and except for Sada, I cannot fuck with Detroit niggas. You don't you don't mess with Drago. No, I don't even know who that is. No, hold on. I, I, I think he went third. Sean used to be able to rap, but it's. I think it's done, man. I and the whole thing is, I I fuck with his whole like thing he got going with the positivity and the happiness no. and shit like that. But the music is just not where it was. Yeah, I, I I hate when he raps fast. I think that's the okay. Only thing all right, all right. Oh, we're trying to be honest today. Yeah, I just I don't like that fast rap and shit. That's just not that's not my cup of tea for him. He needs a hook. That yeah. nigga said he went to the doctor, and they told him he had a heart disease, and then he proceeded to rap to rhyme it with proceed and after a whole drawn out ass story that was when I knew it. what I was in for cause he got healed by some holistic medicines hey real shit during this whole album I was thinking like yo I need to I need to see what that's about uh, get that Dr. CB <laughs> cause he was rapping about that shit like yo that really saved his life 
Yeah. Oh, the uh, skits, the, the Dave Chappelle skit was A1. I, I fucked with that skit. It kind of added some character to the album. The Erica Badu was dope. Stevie Wonder one, I was super lost. I didn't need Stevie. Uh, yeah, but I, I can't really think of one song where I could point out and be like, yo, that shit was dope. Something that you love. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like that's the same. Like, th- there are songs on here that I liked. But uh, it, it was nothing too crazy though. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Wayne got off on Down Life. Yeah, that was I, and, and I like Down Life. That's one of the songs that I like. Okay, uh, okay. So, what? How many do you think he should have gotten rid of? The Cipher for sure. The song with Post Malone for sure. Lucky yes. Me for sure. Yes. Uh, I. So what? That's three, four. Wait, the wait, did song you say with Dom. Nah, I like body language actually. I, I would, I would get rid of. Uh, oh, the body language and the song with um, uh, the other song with Janae, the twenty eighty eight song. Get that the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah, I didn't like that. That was bad. That was bad. And I like what he was saying on there, but the song is trash. Yeah, the the hardest song to me on here maybe is posted with my demons or what is harder than my demons? I keep calling this shit posted with my demons. What are you going through? What are you fighting? <laughs> posted with my demons. <laughs> I think it was for me. It's either it's either Don Life or the baddest. It's just that sample for the baddest. It's just that's just too low. Yeah. Well, actually, I did hear a little bit. I forgot whose part it was. I think it might have been Bodie James' part. Um, when they use the uh, what's name sample? Oh, on the Friday Night Cipher. Yeah. I can't remember, but he no Bodie had a nice JD Kid sample, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, yeah, I had a I had a hard time. I was confused about how I felt for a long time about this. Even that Dom was out of place to me. Uh, please, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Was just I don't. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. When you get Dom, you get him for one reason. It's like it's like paying uh, Tiana Trump to escort you, and y'all go bowling. It's like why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? What are you doing? <laughs> you feel me? You get Dom for yeah. one reason. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. Yeah, overall, the album, it had some songs I enjoyed, but I don't think I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of them. I think I I definitely saved some that I will try to go back to or I think it has potential. But for like it it took like two or three days when and I was just very confused. Yeah. So what y'all giving it out of 10? I'm giving it a 6.5. I yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I just don't want him to rap fast. Yeah, don't do that, bro. Hang it up. Stop, hang it up. Stop, telling, stop telling us about your pain and like not even your pain. It's like he just keeps rapping really fast about his family and any and everything. Just it doesn't work. Like Deep Reverence is a really good song, but it's only I think because of Nipsey. Yeah, I I appreciate when Sean in that pocket he was in and uh what's the album that just came out that he was on uh Nas on that Nas album yeah that's the pocket I like Big Sean in and I think I'm more upset because there's so much potential there like he has classic projects like Dark Sky Paradise is a classic project 
And I just saw the potential there, and it just seems like he squanders it um, to me. Because um, that nigga knows how to rap and very well. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't, he can't just escape this child. Like, this nigga, damn near, what, 35? And I'm not saying I'm personally attack him, but it's just like, it, his raps are coming across as like still kind of childish. And not no, really I, I, I just think he needs to leave. He, he, big, and this is always a weird thing because artists get older and they grow and they mature and they you're supposed to be able to allow them to it's like in any other genre artists can grow and mature and people stay with them on the journey but in rap it's like if you try to become a different person or a better version of yourself (laughs) people are like no we want the old you and I think that's what it, that's I think that's somewhat what it is with because I, I I won't lie I probably would prefer Big Sean if he wasn't rapping about holistic medicines. I think it's just not as good as it used to be. Like I don't I don't care if you're rapping about ignorant shit or whatever. Like even like you look at somebody like a Jay Jay on American Gangster is different from Jay on uh, Reasonable Doubt. But and he rapping about grown right? shit, but it still sounds good. Jay on 444 is different than Jay on, on American Gangster. Yeah, and I still and enjoy I, I, it. I want to hear no parts of her. I don't want to hear your financial raps about art. Nah, 444 was actually dope. Very dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah I actually like 444. Yeah, selling out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it like just it. has That's to be good music. Like, we don't, we don't mind you growing... Hip-hop is one of those things that... I, to your point, like you can't image and yeah, image and all that stuff is very, plays very well into your music. Once Future loses that, like lost that, like Sierra type of thing, like he still make good music, but the the whole like standum behind it kind of start to decrease a little bit no, because it's like different. There. The, the narrative is. I mean, that's why he continues to do all this shit because then it continues the narrative like niggas going through pain, niggas, you know, women ain't shit and all that shit. The shit that he has to use to sell his music. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, this didn't really necessarily do it. Yeah, so Sean, it was too, it, too long. Yeah, way too long. Uh, classic like classic uh, not projects but um, rappers like you that's in that tier that you're in you don't have to drop 21 track projects man you can drop a 14 a 13 12 11 and we all good on that um, how was he still on good music that was, that was gonna be my next question yeah I, um, I just saw that too I, how I was surprised when I saw that on there how Mm-hmm. Like I would have, yeah, I would have assumed that he, because this is what number five. Yeah, Dark Sky Paradise. I don't think Detroit County. Finally famous. Finally famous. Uh, or actually, uh, let me see. It's it's uh that Detroit. So Detroit two. I decided Dark Sky Paradise. This is uh, te- technically seven. Hall of Fame. Oh, finally man. famous. And I don't know if double or nothing counts. Let me see. And double or nothing counts. That's six ish. And twenty eighty eight. Yeah, twenty eighty eight had to be on there. I, I I don't understand what, how or why. Mm. But yeah, it was just a thought. 
Uh, but he said he starting his own record label, so he might have got it from under that deal after this album. No, he said he was still. He said he was still a uh, good music. Oh, maybe he just enjoyed being under a label. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoys giving Ye all his money. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but some other albums, we don't have to get into no deep dives. Uh, Blast came out with an album called No Love Loss. Uh, that, 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 was, that album is the soundtrack to what Donald was listening was the thoughts that were going through his mind when he wore that shirt on Saturday. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Like that that album is almost perfect. Man, I was about to put overrated on my new value, man. And then I hate when that shit happened. You about to put some shit on your new shit and then it fucking the album drop, man. But it was yeah, it was yeah, dope. The, I fuck with that album. Yeah, that shit was real good. Real uh, good. Who else? Ram Riddles dropped the EP. Drake gave him credit for starting that uh Toronto music wave the other day. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think that's about all the albums. Um, as far as singles, what we got? Did we talk about all of them? Talked about SZA. Oh my God, Bryson Tiller. Uh, Bryson Tiller <laughs> dropped in Inhale. That's another video that dropped on Friday as well. Uh, yeah. What y'all think about this shit? I don't like that song at all, <laughs> bro. That shit was ass <laughs> at all. I don't like how he sounded on it. I mean, I. The sample was okay, but nah, I, just, I didn't like it. I was like, nah, bro. He kind of sounded like Playboy Cardi for some reason on that. Like, he, he didn't sound like he was singing for real. Yeah, and that, that's another one of those people I feel like have to be in a certain type of life mood or life. What's the name? Like right now, he's happy with a children, uh, with a child and a, a beautiful girlfriend. I don't know if that's the pocket that Bryson Tiller needs to be in to make good music. Uh, yeah, that's fact. It's scary. It's definitely it's definitely scary because we don't want another repeat of what we got last time. Oh no, not at all. Oh, man, see, oh. take your time, Bryson. Uh, niggas be tweaking. Y- y'all talking about his album, right? His, his last yeah, album. Yeah, that last yeah. shit he dropped. Man, that shit was decent as fuck to me. I, I'm I'm surprised. I feel like I'm the only person that liked that album. What song did you like off of it? Man, man, um, no longer friends was fire. Uh, oh, god damn it, man! What the fuck? What else was on there? Uh, 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 uh. Set it off was fire. Set it off was fire. Something tells me it was cold. Blowing smoke. Don't get too high. Like the first, low key, the first five tracks I was fucking with. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't fuck with it at all. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I gotta go back and listen to it though. Uh,. Lil Durk dropped the voice, a single. Y'all fucking with it? I fucked with it. It was decent. Man. It was cool. That's, that's all I really got for it is. It was cool. Yeah. It, it was just all right to me. Um, Jordan Lucas dropped a song with Ashanti. No. It was a weird I comment. saw. Man, I, I don't. I got questions. I What's got questions, questions, man. How the fuck he. Uh, uh, 
The way he had Ashanti in that video, the way they was moving, I don't know, man. That shit seemed too realistic. And who is this nigga to get Ashanti to be his leading lady? Fuck out of here. <laughs> his leading Ashanti lady. Shouldn't, Ashanti shouldn't be the leading lady in a Joyner Lucas fucking yeah, video. That's never. Like, I didn't, I didn't click on Well, if we be realistic, <laughs> it's Ashanti, not but, but, Beyonce. But it's it's still like Ashanti. She still looks amazing. And I gotta see her kissing on Joyner Lucas while he's <laughs> rapping this bullshit. This bullshit like story of a, a fucked up relationship that we heard thousands of times. Nah, man, get this nigga out of here. <laughs> I could be hating. I could be. <laughs> That's how you know a nigga is hated. I Not could be hating. <laughs> the giveaway. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I was not feeling it. Uh, Marshmallow dropped a song with Forty Two Doug. Um, called ba- Baggage. <laughs> I didn't yeah, click I on it. I saw a clip of it of the music video and they was dancing and shit. She's <laughs> <laughs> standing on that car. I was like, damn, this nigga is really small, bro. He's really miniature. Uh, Me too. Ari Lennox, shout out to Ari Lennox. She got a uh, a Crown Royal um, sponsorship, so shout out to that first of all. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I don't like, do that in a bad way. Yeah, that sounds like a perfect uh, little joint. See, wasn't you the one that said her nipples probably taste like Crown Royal? Huh? You said what? <laughs> <laughs> you, well, you said what? You said I said what? Didn't you say her nipples probably taste like Crown Royal? No, man. I said she looks like she drinks Crown Royal. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, that's cancer. That was it, bro. <laughs> you can't be saying somebody nipples taste like some shit. Honestly, that's not even. I don't even know if that's a compliment. No, like depending on what type of crown. Yeah. Crown no, apple? If it's that's no, if it's regular, that's a diss. If it's regular, that's a diss. Some maple crown royal titties. Some uh, salty it caramel. Like, it tastes like, tastes like a crown rye. Oh, fuck. Some crown rye titties. No, no, she had to beat your ass, man. We got the crown rye titties. Oh shit! Shout out to uh, Ari Linux, man. Uh, but she dropped a song with Anthony Ramos called uh, "If You Want Me to Stay." I don't know if y'all heard that. No. Oh, no, I didn't even know she dropped a. Who the fuck is Anthony Ramos? I don't know. <laughs> Beats me. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, I'm not. Oh wait, no, that's dude from Hamilton. Oh, he was sick of oh, that nigga damn, from uh, the princess. Netflix shit from with Spike Lee. Yeah. Oh hell no. Uh, did, y'all listen listen. did y'all listen to the IBJ? Who? No. Okay. Never mind. Who's IBJ? I don't know. I found her on SoundCloud like three, like two, two and a half years ago. But apparently, she just put out a project called Fifth Element. Mm. Uh, she got a Don Tolliver feature. Mm. Right, I gotta check, it check it out. It's uh, it's only nine songs, twenty two minutes. She's signed to Atlantic. It looks like. Yeah, what's the name? Uh, Young Boy also put out a uh, song with Snoop called uh, "Calling." Yeah, that was mid to me. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't it. like it. 
It was a I, did, I, did, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, young boy got an album coming out this week. Who else does? Uh, Marilyn Manson. Oh my, oh my God. freaks out there! <laughs> oh my oh, true freaks. How do you feel about the tap in remix? I thought we talked about this, but that shit was I don't know. Super ass. Did y'all hear that shit? I didn't know. Bro, please let's say as soon as you can after we get off this pod. That shit was nuts. Like when Post Malone comes in, I was like, y'all gotta be kidding me. But hey, Bro. I guess get your money, get your streams or whatever you searching for on that shit. Well, it was ass, man. Uh, but I, other than that, man, unless y'all got something else music wise y'all wanna talk about, I think that's about it, man. Um, I'm trying to think if was there any other music that I stumbled upon this week. Mm, no, that blast, that blast, Ooh. that one for me. I what? mean, shit. I don't know if y'all want to talk about it, but Big Sean is looking like he actually got the number one spot. Yeah. That, uh, oh, you know what? Forget I, all I that. try. Hey. Yeah, I try not to. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about it. No, uh, no, let's not forget that. Hey, Jeezy's coming. Recession two. He, oh no! Oh Jesus! Oh, you're not excited. The last Fuck when the last no. recession dropped, it actually helped my mood. This might push me deeper into a deeper <laughs> depression. <laughs> this might push us into a depression. <laughs> no, no, he should name it. It yeah, really. Should. <laughs> Just name it the depression. <laughs> Oh my god! I do not want to hit no damn Jeezy right now, bro. Yeah. Unless that nigga is don't. dropping a Thoin Thoin remix, I don't want to hear no goddamn Jeezy uh, remix. That's a wild no, request. Man. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't want. I don't want to hear that. You know what I was thinking? Of, speaking of Thoin Thoin, uh, the other day. Is that we legit and I, I feel like I brought this up to y'all before, but we legit need to pay somebody to recreate uh Kells' discography. No. Jacquees is not doing that. Uh uh listen. Damn. Who, who, like if we damn, get like Rotimi or somebody. Oh my god. Nah, man. Or Jacob Lattimore? <laughs> Let's just wrap this up. <laughs> Fail. You you wouldn't want to hear Jacob Ladmore sing "I Wish." I don't. I forget he sings. Damn, I'm trying to think. I can't. Yeah, no, it has to be somebody with a good like a who's a good person like Fred Hammond. Hey JL, hit the DMs, man. JL, <laughs> sick. Hit the DMs. Say, call man. him JL of sick. <laughs> hey man, that's what I call him, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's about it, man. Let's get into these shout outs, man. Uh, Donald, what you wanna, what you got? Oh, fuck, man. I feel like I uh, oh, there was some, there were some dudes. Uh, I think it was some college kids. I, I might be wrong, but they bought up like a whole bunch of um, uh, apartment buildings in their hood. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty dope, man. That's 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 big. That's improving your community. You know what I'm saying? And making it black owned and and, and 
allowing your people to, you know, live in better places. That's that's what's up, man. I like that. Invest yeah. in your community. That's the biggest thing we need right now is ownership, man. Ownership and development, man. We definitely need to develop. One of my goals when I like get whatever bread I'm gonna get is to put like some baseball fields to get like baseball equipment and basketball and football equipment for like like the hood, like because you never really see black kids and like especially like the hood play baseball and stuff like that. And I remember mm-hmm. back in when I was little, I used to go to the park. We get like six or seven, even eight people. Uh, if we didn't have enough, we play some piggy or some shit. But normally, we just play baseball and shit like that. So I don't know. Low key, low key. I think the thing with baseball is it just takes so much for your regular gear. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to like basketball, you just need shoes and a ball. Somebody has to have a ball. You can go. Like you don't. Yeah. You don't have to have the ball. You just gotta have the shoes. But like once you get to like travel ball where you have to go from like state to state or things of that nature, that's when it gets costly and that's when people get left behind. So it's I, honestly, it just might be providing uh financial support for individuals who want to continue to play, but can't necessarily afford to travel every weekend or do whatever to help them get around. That's true. Cause that's, that's where I think the disconnect comes in. Like there are naturally talented baseball players in the inner city for sure i just think they get left behind because like we can't it's either and this is extreme maybe it's like do we are we going to get groceries or are we going to pay for you to go to bourbon a that's true and that's where they get dropped off and look at uh look at the mlb man like all the black people i feel like to be black in the mlb you got to be one of the best and you got Tim Anderson, Mookie Betts, like all them, all them niggas, the best in the in the sport. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Cease, what you got? Um, I got a couple. Uh, first one is to Jacob Blake, still recovering. Let's not forget. Um, keep him and him and his family in your prayers. Breonna Taylor's family in your prayers. Um, I think I saw that. They were turning Emmett Till's childhood home into like a museum, not a museum, but like a memorial point so they can never knock it down. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a good thing. I mean, because you can run away from the history. So the salute to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those, man, those are my two, two yeah, shout outs. Y'all, y'all saw Emmett Till in, uh, in uh, Lovecraft Country? I didn't catch uh, it until after they mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I'm in the middle of episode three right now, so I don't know. Is, is it? Mm, episode it should be episode three. Yeah, it's the one at the house party. Oh, I didn't even. Okay, yeah, I'm like, I think I'm at that scene. It's it's oh, honestly, it, it's I don't think it was something that you put together when you're watching it, but somebody broke it down afterwards, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a nice oh, little damn. tidbit. Because it's in Chicago, and he, he was talking about like how he's going to... Uh, he asked, was he going to enjoy his trip to Mississippi? And then, you know, oh. the, the Oja board and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of wild. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got to finish that episode. Uh, But yeah, um, any more? Um, no, I think I'm good after that. Okay. Um I got a few um rest in peace to Lou Brock, um Cardinals player, 
famous Cardinals player, man. He um, super good, super talented Hall of Famer. Uh, rest up. Um, who else? Who else? I feel like I had another one. Oh, shout out Tyler Perry. He became a billionaire, man. I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't. I, don't, I feel kind of conflicted, but anybody to grind your way up from being homeless and being super broke to having that type of money, man, you get you deserve some type of recognition. So, uh, no matter how garbage your shit is, no. So they talking about he recording uh what 19, 19 episodes of his show, bruh, in four days. I already know what that's gonna turn out to be. And that that I think that's my thing with it because I understand he's saying like, um, hey, I'm just gonna tell the story the way I want to tell it. But I feel like you, if you don't put any effort into it, it's like cheapening our art. But it's like anything that he puts out doesn't seem like effort was put into it. Yeah, that that that'll be my only thing. Like, I don't have no problem telling you the story the way you want to tell it. Like, if you want to have it like kind of like on some intro show type shit, uh, which I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that all his shit is like that. But it just feels like, especially these new shows, the Oval, Bruh, Sisters, and all that shit. It's just like template ass shows. Show called Bruh. Bruh, <laughs> yeah, Bruh. yeah. So it just seemed like template ass shows that you just come up with in like two seconds, and it's just like you're not helping us out right there. And, and you're not helping us out by not putting the other uh, riders on. If you're just gonna continue just yeah. riding your own shit and not putting effort on top of that, nah, come on, man. Yeah, because it's as many facilities and access to the shit you have. If you put black writers and staff in a position to do what they need to do, we can and you be one in Hollywood. In yeah. 12 hours? Yeah. Hmm? See, is what you say? No, I said you give them more than 12 hours because if you're putting out whole seasons in, in four days, the writing can't take more than six hours. Answer. That's nuts. So, uh, but yeah, shout out. Um, anytime you come up from get on that type of grind, I salute you. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that's all I have. Y'all got anything else to say before we get off here? Any reminders? Any notes? Any shout outs? Anything else? Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed y'all uh, Labor Day. Um, yeah, man, it's always good to get a break. Every now and then, uh, let's finish this summer outright. We got what two more weeks? Yeah, I said this before, I'm gonna say it again. Make sure y'all use your PTO days, use your vacation. Don't think just because you're working at home, it's okay to not use it. Use it, even if you do a staycation, just don't disconnect from work for a day, it'll make a difference. Yeah, man. Sure. I, I mean, that's that's all well and good. Protect your mental health, man. We're going to get through this pandemic together. Uh, We're going to get through the tough times. Go out and vote November 3rd. And, man, that's about it, man. We appreciate y'all for listening. This has been episode 87. We hope everybody shares, comments, has sparks a conversation about anything that's said. Um, we, we appreciate everybody listening. So this has been episode 87. We will highlight y'all next week.